Robert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, broadcasting on the DVC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 188 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. I'm here with Trevor. We got no Damon this week. Damon is off doing college things uh, with his kids. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Sure is. Yeah. College is starting back up again. So, I don't know if you've, uh, or um, I, I've seen a couple of uh, um, photos uh, of it. And yeah, he's, yeah. <laughs> I, it's, that's a whole world that I just have no reference to right now like i was like i was like wow like kids going to college that's crazy (laughs) like i vaguely remember it from doing it myself right like it's but it's Mm -hmm. been you know it's been a long time now and and but i remember you know move-in day and like uh and plus i was you know i I was an ra for a couple years so i did that too with (laughs) you know that side of things with kids moving in and the thing for me was my college was close enough i didn't move out of my house oh that's nice okay yeah so i never did that period but like seeing Damon do that with his kids just kind of I was like whoa like that's <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of crazy but well we, sh- anyway, we should introduce yeah. our special guests yeah, right we should yeah <clears throat> so after I I the the long-awaited return of our good friends Derek and Marissa from DVC resale market slash world of DVC I think I mean, I think I don't know, Derek. Your DVC resale market is Marissa World of DVC. I don't know what. How does how does this break out nowadays? He's uh, officially known as ruler of all things Disney vacation. <laughs> that sounds that about. Is, that sounds like a good title for her to have. I think that's, yeah. that's what her really long business card says. We're both DVC resale market, but we all fall under the big, beautiful World of DVC umbrella. I always, I always find myself at the end of the episode. We always like thank Worlds of DVC, and for whatever reason, I always want to say Worlds of Disney. And I guess it's because of the store. But I like, <laughs> I, there's been at least two or three times I've said thank you to World of Disney for <laughs> for sponsoring the episode. But you we've know. done that internally. We we've had internal emails go around, and people go, "Yeah, World of Disney." And we're like, "No, World of DVC." <laughs> mm-hmm. I can well, see that. <laughs> yeah. So for those that don't know, Derek and Marissa have been coming on our show for probably four or five years now. It has to be right. It's it's been Since a long the time. Beginning. You you guys, I think were. I, I think were you our first? No, guest? technically no. Nick was the Nick. OG, right? Nick right. Sorry, yeah, very, Nick. But yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I guess yeah. We we've been talking to you guys for so long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it been is, a long time, and it's and it's so great, and it's so happy to be back too. And it's just you know one of those things that we were laughing about before the show started was like, oh my god, we're coming back, and and then Tom made it. Oh yeah, you guys are on all these other shows, blah blah blah. Like, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know what? You 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 always love your first, like That's truly, it. like this, was, this show. Truly means so much to Marissa and I, and for the whole entire you know DBC resale market and the world of DBC. So your audience is just fantastic. So we're truly happy, happy, happy to be back. So thank you guys. Yeah, I, that's that's uh, we we always like hearing that. I mean, you know, I, I I do you know we do get a little sad seeing you guys on other shows, but you know it's understandable. Like we can't claim you guys, you know, and just and say you can only come on our show. So <laughs> it, it's just you know it's it's been a while, and and you know I, I'm trying to I even think the last time you guys were on. I don't know if you've been on in 2022. I can't remember though. Like I have to look back. As a pair, I don't think we've been on at least together in over yeah. a year. It has to. Yeah, be, right? I, I think. Yeah. I think I feel like we had one of you guys on earlier, like at the beginning of the year. Yeah. 
I think Derek was on earlier. Yeah. What yeah, because Zencaster right. keep breaking for Zarek. I remember that. <laughs> I, I, run, I run the schedule, Derek. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just going to say, I don't want to do those other shows, Tom and Trevor, but Marissa oh, makes okay. me because she's the oh, ruler she, of all. Well, I hope none of our other friends in the Disney podcast community are listening to you say this. Uh, you know, this, they're going to be they're going to be hurt by uh, by this this admission. So <laughs> we, but, we love coming on your show. We love it. Well, we appreciate that. We love having you guys on. So we we love having you guys on. And, uh, you know, it's so, you know, I know we probably have some new listeners. Not not probably. We definitely do. Right. So we're we're always churning through different listeners and different people coming in. And so if you guys want to give us your backgrounds and, uh, you know. And uh, tell us a little bit about your experience in the DVC world. And, you know, you can keep it keep it uh, real quick and, and easy. And, uh, you know, tell us your background and what you do at DVC Resale and all that fun stuff, you know. Yeah, Marissa. So just take the next, like, 45 minutes and tell them about yourself. <laughs> yeah, just here's my <laughs> a tight 45 minutes. Tight 45. All right. Got it. I'll try to do it in 45 seconds. Um, <laughs> my name is Marissa. I am here with DVC Resale Market. A little bit about me. I come from the West Coast. So I started working at Disneyland and then jumped onto Disney Cruise Line, which was supposed to be for about six months. And I spent about 10 years out there. Uh, I met my husband on the Disney ships and I actually met Derek as well while sailing out there on the ships. And it was being on the ships that I got to know DVC really, really well and thought it's a fantastic program. The staff is amazing. So I left Disney Cruise Line and went to work for Disney Vacation Club in 2014. So officially moved to Orlando, decided to have a land life or real life. <laughs> uh, so joined the team there, uh, loved that. And then in 2017, my husband and I had our first son. And so at that point, I needed to figure out something that offered just a little bit more work-life balance. And so I joined Nick, who at the time had started DVC Resale Market and was really kind of one of the first people to start a resale company with just putting in all DVC former cast members and just running an amazing program. So it just made sense to transition over to the resale side of the team. And I have loved it here. I work on both the sales side as a sales agent, but I also help with our global world of DVC marketing. So whether that's running different podcasts or some marketing or expo events. And then of course, while I was here, I thought, hmm, I need Derek here too. So <laughs> brought him along with me. <laughs> Can I can I can I ask you guys that uh, with seeing like the wish being uh, launched and how nice that ship looks? Are you kind of missing being on the cruise ships? Because like, I mean that ship looks pretty amazing. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I am just because I did, uh, you know, probably like a hundred, not nearly as many as Marissa, of course, who like lived on the boat for like thirty-seven years. I did like probably. <laughs> like a hundred cruises. And so, yeah, it's like, you know, the ins and outs of every single one of those four ships. So now I see all these pictures and I'm like, Oh my God, look at that. Like, it's all different. Like it's all new. <laughs> Everything is different. And then I'm like, wait a second. There's no midship elevators. Like, are you out of your mind? Like that, that just blows my mind to me. But, there's no, but yeah, it's, it looks incredible. I, I cannot wait to try it. Yeah, and I I stopped cruising when my son was born. And so now I'm starting to get the itch because he's five now. So it's like, oh, I want to go back and bring him on a cruise now. So a lot of that, I think, with the, all the promotion around the wish has made me want to just get back on the ships in general. 
Yeah, Marissa, I'm kind of in the same place because, you know, my daughter's like four and a half, right? And I'm just like, what's the right age to take them on that cruise where they're going to appreciate it? Because obviously, Disney Cruise is pricey, right? So it's like, I don't want to take her unless it's going to be something she's going to enjoy. And I don't know what that age is, you know, like, I don't know where, where that's at, so. But anyway, I'm sorry. We're interrupting Derek's. <laughs> Derek's uh, no, Derek's no, you're intro, not. Yeah, yeah I, I totally get you because I, I, I remember with my kids, it was always, you know, taking them on that on that first cruise is always like, you know, and daddy was working on it. But still, it was like, you guys got to enjoy every moment of this. And that's what I would always say with, you know, every guest that I was with on all those cruises, you know, talking about Disney Vacation Club is always like, my God, you spent so much money to come on that and just to have families, you know, decide to take time to, you know, sit with us and, you know, sit with me or sit with Marissa and, you know, learn about Disney Vacation Club from a cruise that they spent so much money on was, you know, always very flattering. So I always, you know, took that, you know, uh, to heart and always like, listen, we just want to maximize your time. Because again, in a nutshell, I worked for Disney for like 20 years up in Chicago. We opened up a Disney Vacation Club preview center. Then I came down here to uh, uh, work on the cruise team and did a whole bunch of cruises. And that's where I met my good friend and neighbor, Marissa. Uh, and then we, you know, just decided to, you know, being able to be part of here at the DVC resale market where we're all former Disney Vacation Club people with literally 1.8 billion years of experience of working uh, for feels exaggerated. Mickey. That feels exaggerated, Derek. <laughs> just slightly. <laughs> I, think, I, I think that was it. But yeah, we you know we all work for Disney, so we know both sides of the fence when it comes to guests. You know, and being able to do their research for Disney Vacation Club. So uh, that's what we love about what we get to do. So we get to help people buy it. We get to help people sell it. We get to answer their questions. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think what I'm, you know, I remember Marissa telling me this right before I came on the team when I was still with Disney was like, Derek, you're going to love because there's no gray area. Like there's no, it's literally, if it makes sense for someone to buy direct, then we'll give them the name to one of our <laughs> friends that still work there to be able to buy direct. But we're not trying to tell you to buy either way because, hey, you know what? If it makes sense for you to buy direct, buy direct. And then you know what? You're going to add on points. Then it's crazy not to add on points with us. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> but it's always, you know, we want to figure out what's best for that guest. And that truly is what I think separates us and why we, you know, wake up every single day and why. I was uh, out with blessed uh, to be out with Marissa yesterday. We wanted to do this together today, by the way. So just to let everyone know, because we live very, very close to each other. But Marissa had some issues at home with her computers and whatnot. Well, so the thing is, Derek, for many, many episodes, and if anybody wants to go back and listen for fun, um, <laughs> many, many episodes, we've had to share like one earbud of an Apple like <laughs> headset. <Yeah. That's laughs> so we've true. upgraded here at World of DVC. I actually have like soundproof headset on uh, versus oh, sharing. Wow. But the problem is share. Here's the problem with sharing a headset with Derek. Oh. Like oh, if, you, if I wear one ear on one side and he wears the other, he moves like he's probably standing <laughs> at this point. So he moves and shifts and dances around. And so I would miss half of what you guys were saying because one of the earbuds would be yanked out of my ear. <laughs> yeah, D- Derek seems like a wild gesticulator. He seems like he's like constantly moving his yes. hands in the air and yes. moving around. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, a hundred percent. She can vouch for that. We, she texted me yesterday and said, Hey, you know what? It's a beautiful day. Do you guys have some time? We'll swing by because we live very close to a lake here, which is known as Lake Butler, which is beautiful. And, uh, she's like, Hey, do you want to swing by and just, you know, come down to the pier? So 
Let me tell you, the best thing to have is never a boat. The best thing to have is a friend that has a boat. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) The best thing ever because you jump on, we get to see her amazing husband and her amazing child, and we have just the best time and wakeboard, and then they drop us off and we're like, see you later. That was it. That's That's probably why she's done with me today. She's like, okay, no more. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Making up like, yeah, technical issues. Yeah, sorry, you can't come over today because my thing is broken. My computer needs gas. Uh, That's, yes. (laughs) That's how that works. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Um, But no, truly, it is great to have you guys back on because, uh, like we said, I mean, they've been coming out a long time. And, and you know, listen, Trevor and I have both bought add-on contracts from bo- from yes. CBC Resale Market. We've both been through the process. I bought two. Um, and, and, you know, like, the process is great. Like, listen, they're our sponsor and everything. And, like, you know, we'll say nice things about the sponsor. But honestly, truly, the reason that they're our sponsor, like, I know Trevor and I would never be comfortable, like, promoting something that we didn't really care about and think was good. Like, you know, I mean, I don't know about Damon, but probably Damon too. But, but I mean, the process is so great. They're so friendly. They're so nice and everything works so well with them. And I, you know, we wouldn't promote it the way we do if we didn't, you know, think that they were the best out there. I mean, we, we could, there's, you know, a couple other companies that do this, but nobody does it like they do. And honestly, we wouldn't, uh, you know, like I said, we would get another company to sponsor the show if we thought that they were better than DVC Resale. But and plus, you know, Derek and Marissa are the best, so we just have to yeah. continue working with them. So yeah, we, we just love hanging out with you guys, honestly. And <laughs> uh, you guys truly have the best audience. Like I'm not yeah, even saying that, but I've I've gotten to know so many people, you know, from your audience. And I remember even, of course, you know, the great Becky Wells. Um, <laughs> came from, you know, purchasing with us. And I think she, honest to God, like discovered your podcast, I think, because one time we were talking with her, it was about a purchase. And it was, uh, I mentioned that I had to, you know, go and do a taping with you guys like that night with, oh, me and Marissa are going to go do a show. And she's like, oh, what show is that? And then now you guys have her legally like binded. We love that. Yeah. No. 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 We don't. (laughs) Which is amazing. And she's so great. And just like all of your audience is just so great. And we've had so many people over all these years, you know, come and say, Hey, we discovered you on, you know, the Welcome Home podcast. And again, that's what, you know, Marissa and I love too is that just reach out to us with questions. It doesn't mean if you, you know, contact us that, you know, oh, I'm, I have to buy and I can't, you know, reach out until I have a credit card in hand or anything. No, it's just called reach out to us with all your questions that you have. And, you know, your audience has been nothing short of amazing. So we absolutely love them. I I agree with that. And I, I can't tell you how often we get emails or messages of people that said, I didn't even know that DVC resale was an option until I heard Derek and Marissa on your show. I didn't even know that like, you know what I could do with DVC. I didn't become interested in in DVC until I heard them on your show. Like we get that all the time. So it's, it's yeah, it's, I think it's, a great thing to have you guys on just to even just to educate people about what what's out there and you know what what, what they can do and uh you know but i seriously so many people became dvc members because of you guys being on the show so it's which is cool for us and also yeah it's it's just very cool so that's that's marissa's job as marketing guru <laughs> extraordinaire get the word out 
we try to make it easy on her, you know, it's just, right. So I do have some questions that I, I wrote out because we didn't throw out a, a really a questions to the listeners as much, but um, I did want to kind of get an idea of kind of, and, and Trevor, you jump in with any questions you have too. Um, yeah. But you know, uh, I was just curious, like where the, where's the DVC resale market right now? Like the market overall, not the, the company necessarily, but the, what, what's the market looking like? Go ahead, Marissa. Take it. Yeah. So the market right now, it, it's very interesting. So when COVID hit, just to kind of go back a couple years ago, we had this moment of what's going to happen, right? Because for the first time ever, Disney World had shut down for that long of a period of time. And when you're selling a product that's strictly for something that needs to be open – it's a little nerve wracking. So we thought, hey, are we going to see a slow in the market? And as everything, whether it was Disney or real estate, it just went like totally the opposite. Like the spike in demand went crazy. And so all through like the end of 2020 into all of 2021, it was just like this mad dash for buyers of like, hey, there's a contract. I want it. I want to go to Disney. I might have some money saved from not taking a vacation. This is the best way to do it. So we've been on kind of that roller coaster ride for the last two years. And then when 2022 hit, it kind of evened out. And then with that, we've had a lot more sellers go, hey, after the last two years, it made us realize, are we still taking the same type of vacation or do we want to do something different? So we've actually seen the market shift a little bit. I would say over the last six months, we've had much more of a buyer's market, which is very rare when it comes to DVC resale. So it's been a really great opportunity for buyers to get a really good deal. And I say that in quotes just because there's also the Rata First Refusal Monster that's been like crazy this last year. And so Disney is snagging them up. So it's a fine line between deal and what you can have. But if you're a buyer and you've been saying, hey, I wanted to do this for some time, this is like the absolute best time to start shopping. One, because the inventory, if we did it looked at the same time last year in terms of contracts, we had about 70 contracts on the site total. If you go to our site now, we have almost 700. So it's Whoa. like 10 times the inventory. But the good news is even being a seller – things are still selling. So it's not like things are sitting on the market super long. It's just much more advantageous for being a buyer because you have more inventory. You can negotiate a little bit more. And one little tip is Disney's year, their calendar year starts every October. So when it comes to right of first refusal, oftentimes we see them very aggressive during that first chunk of the year or their year. But once they hit like August, September, oftentimes is when we see those right of first refusal buybacks start to slow down. So if you're saying, hey, I've been looking for a while, I want to snag a contract while there's lots of great options and negotiate, this is really a good time to start looking as a buyer. So so right of first refusal has been, they've been buying back more more contracts this year? I mean, like a lot more significantly? Yeah. So they would average anywhere from about 6% to maybe 15% was the highest we've ever seen them go. Right now, they're averaging about 25% of what we sell each wow. month. Wow. Do you, no. I mean, do you guys know the reasons behind that? Sorry, Trevor, go ahead. I apologize. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I, I was just going to follow up on that with um, it's like, ha, has this, have we ever seen this kind of pattern before with right of first refusal? Like is, has Disney done stuff like this in the past where it ramps up for a reason? 
Never this extreme. So like Derek and I worked a lot of member cruises and oftentimes we'd see this right around the member cruise time because they'd want to pull that inventory to offer to members on the ship, especially things like uh, beach club, right? Or boardwalk where it's not readily available. You have to wait list, maybe wait six months for. A lot of times for member cruises, they try to pull that inventory. So then when you get on the ship, they're like, hey, by the way, if you buy on here, we have boardwalk that you'd normally have to wait list for. So we've seen that pattern. I don't know if they have a reason right now. Sometimes they'll do like a sold out promotion, but we also follow the trends of like what Disney's selling directly. And ironically, of all the resorts that they're currently selling, even though they're buying back so much, Saratoga Springs, Old Key West, Animal Kingdom, they're reselling those sold out inventories very, very little compared to like Riviera right now is their number one seller, which is really crazy. So I don't know if they're even offering that to the sales agents because a lot of times they'll buy back sold out inventory and then not offer it, but save it for some future promotion. So I'm guessing they have something in the waiting. Yeah, we we hmm. we hear it all the time from people that said, "Yeah, I talked to a Disney person and I told them that I wanted, you know, Beach Club because I know how hard it is to get and literally they're trying everything they can to like not sell that person Beach Club, which is, you know, again, with us, which is what we always stress to people is like, "Listen, we just want you to buy the resort that you need, you know, like Marissa said, like, it's not about just, you know, buying, like, we don't care if you buy the new, you know, 200 point, $200 a point resort that Disney's you know currently selling. We need to know what you need. That's probably the most important thing because again, every family is going to be different. And for those families, you know, that come to us and say, Hey, you know what? We love the beach club. It's our favorite resort. We really want to. And, you know, we talk with Disney and they told us that, sure, we could use our Riviera points at, you know, beach club. And technically, <laughs> yes, you can, but you might get a lot of disappointment at that, you know, seven month window of trying to be able to book the beach club. So it really kind of comes down with us is just trying to figure out we don't care where you buy from, but we truly just want you to buy the resort that you absolutely need. And not everybody has a favorite resort. So we'll figure out and tell you, you know, which one the the best one to buy is. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> that, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, thank you for all that. Now, um, I think uh, we had another question on here about, uh, you know, whether it's a buyer or seller's market. Uh, I think, Marissa, you kind of already answered that <laughs> yeah. for us. But So so thank you. Now, I guess um, we're going to go into a little bit of um, reckless speculation here. Um, uh, <laughs> Are we? <laughs> well, um, th- thoughts on top of the world going blue card only. Well, it is blue card only now. So I'm just yeah, wondering but, if, but, like, but I guess the, the speculation is, you know, you know, what are the thoughts around that? Is there, you know, again, it's kind of leaning into, is there a bigger reason why Disney would do that? Or what are, what are your guys experience around this kind of stuff? All right. So I'm, I'm just going to say from my own personal experience, I remember when I bought the boardwalk all the way back in like the late 1990s, something uh, part of my boardwalk membership was that I could go to a place called the attic which is at the boardwalk, which is literally right above Jelly Rolls. 
it, for those people that don't know, that's an actual real place. So you can go up there, although you can't now, but part of a membership back then was, and that's what the sales guides were kind of, you know, telling us was like, Hey, you know what? It's awesome. You can go up here when you're staying at the boardwalk, you can go up to the attic and watch the fireworks. It's an amazing, beautiful venue. Uh, and then they were very clear. And then the contract was very clear and specific and said, this access to the attic is not part of your DVC membership. And sure enough, it is no longer part of my DVC membership. And it hasn't been for many, many, many years because now it is literally a just a private venue that people can rent out for meetings or people can rent out for weddings and whatnot. So that I think is probably the bigger thing that, you know, Marissa and I and the whole team here just stress to people that, you know, call us up and, you know, want to purchase DVC because of certain things, because of, oh, I need to purchase direct because of Moonlight Magic or I need to purchase this. We say always the last page of that contract that you guys sign literally says every single perk that you have can be removed and taken away at any time whatsoever and signed by Mickey and date by the palm tree. So uh, <laughs> we just always want to stress to people that, you know, any perk, any discount, any of that. But yeah, I always think of Trevor, uh, think of that, the attic. And every time I walk by the boardwalk, I'm always like, I remember I used to be able to go up there. I want to go up there again. And yeah, so I, I don't know what's going to happen to Top of the World Lounge. I mean, I again, I just, I see it changing uh, dramatically where people are upset. Like, oh, I can't go up there because I just wanted to. It was like a fun place, like just to sit and like watch the fireworks. And it's like, that's not the point of the play. Like at the end of the day, it is a business operation. So they don't well, want- and That's what I think. So what we've seen, like just even the shutdowns with COVID, right? You've seen everything that's been brought back and the things that get brought back first were like the highest revenue producing items. And then slowly but surely, the things that didn't produce enough revenue were like the last to come on board with this being almost like the very last thing for them to bring back. So my thought is this might be a test overall, just from like a revenue side, just because everything I feel like the last two years with Disney in general has been so revenue based and so margin based. And if they look at this and go, hey, we're not hitting margins here. Let's try one more thing. Let's make it like really a target market and we'll make our members happy because we've made it like only direct for the ones who bought direct. So we'll, we'll make our, not necessarily our members, but maybe like our sales agents selling direct right. so that they have that other reason to, again, bring people in. Again, margins, right? Bring them in by direct. I think it might be a test. And to Derek's point, it might be something that goes away from DVC forever and change to something else. So you're saying even for blue cards that it might go away at some point. I mean, this is total like Marissa speculation. We like this. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we love reckless I 100% agree with you. I think it's going away. This is wow. 100%. Wow. I think that they look at that venue and my God, how much could they rent that place out? Seriously, uh, for yeah. weddings or for parties or for anything else versus people that just want to go up, flash a blue card and watch the fireworks, which is awesome it's great but at yeah. the end of the day they need to make money and that that is prime real estate prime yeah. real estate <laughs> that i mean that surprised me that's not the answer i thought you guys were to give but 
what you're no. saying makes total sense. No, what you're saying makes total yeah. sense. I just, in my mind, I'm like, no, there's no way they get rid of that for everybody. But like, you're totally right. Cause everything I always heard, and of course, this is always just, you know, yeah. rumor. I've always just heard that that place has to basically sustain itself and like it can fit very, f- I mean, not that many people up there, right? I mean, and so if you have all these people that are just coming up for the fireworks and not buying a drink or buying, you know, a piece of cake or whatever, um, you know, it's, it's going to be hard for them to sustain that. So, which is why I thought it was weird that they shut it off because I figured they'd want more people up there the better right but like you know yeah to your point this is interesting as a test like you know do they because it is prime real estate it is a great venue so yeah that'll be interesting that's that's an interesting thought I never thought about that it it really is like super famous in the fact of like if it you know maybe in the old days not now but like you know used to be able to quote unquote you know opened up at what like 6 p.m. It was a ghost town yeah. from yeah, like 6 town. until yeah. 8.55 p.m. Then all of a sudden, the place is flooded. It's swarmed. People watch the fireworks, and it's gone. But at the end of the day, you still have people that are working there. I mean, there's waitresses and bartenders, and they don't just want people to rush up to go see a great view of the fireworks. You know, they got to make money. And so what's the best way for them to make money is I don't see this sustaining i think it's definitely like marissa said it's kind of a step into this direction and then i think it's gonna go a little bit deeper into the pool until all of a sudden it's like hey what happened to top of the world top of the world yeah so so um i do i do like that um I like, uh, Derek, that you lead it in with uh, um, talking about the attic at Boardwalk first, because I, I think it's really important to highlight that, you know, we all we all look at this stuff as, you know, where it is right now. And, you know, us talking about top of the world, it's like, you know, that's for for me as a DVC member, you know, top of the world's just been there. I, I don't have any reference to like, you know, what was there before. And I, and I think, you know, a lot of people listening to this, you know, may be freaking out going, oh my gosh, they're taking it away. You know, what is Disney doing? But the thing is, is that if that goes away, there, there's something else that's going to come. Sure. Like, I, I think that's the part that people forget is, you know, they keep talking about, you know, they keep looking at all the things that Disney takes away, but new things do come. And, and, you know, you know, Disney, um, you know, it's um, like, like both of you said, you know, you know, you know, Disney wants to, you know, highlight things in such a way, you know, you know, hey, there's a, a value in, you know, getting DVC because, you know, you'll have, you know, this perk or that perk. But again, you know, the perks are supposed to be temporary. So, you know, I, I can't see them. I can't see them taking this away and, you know, not having something else lined up. And again, it's not like a, an immediate one for one thing. But I can see them, you know, yeah, you're, you guys are right. You know, they, they could very much phase out top of the world, but then there could be some, another new place that comes up and then that becomes, you know, the, the next place that well, everyone wants to go for the first yeah. little bit until it becomes like top of the world is now. <laughs> that's just, I mean, that at the end of the day, that's just it, Trevor. It's literally, if you're a vacation guide like Boris and I were for, you know, a long time, you need to know what do I have in my pocket when I'm talking to those guests and, you know, being able to pull out that card, be it, you know, <laughs> way long ago, you know, oh, you get to go to the attic or now, you know, at the top of the world lounge. There's always going to be something because they need something. They need that something to say, you know, why should I buy with you for $200, you know, plus per point versus, you know, Marissa has a contract of, you know, $120 a point. So, why would I why would I do that? Plus her contract gets me on her boat 
every single weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Is that how that works? That's a perk that could go away at any time. (laughs) What what color is that card? What card do I need? What color card do I need to have to get out of the boat every weekend? (laughs) Trevor nailed it. And that's it. I mean, guides, I mean, God bless them. We love them. We still have so many friends that are there. You have to have something in your back pocket. And so when Trevor said, yeah, so whatever happens with Top of the World, there will 100% be something else. Because at the end of the day, the most powerful card, I think, that Disney Vacation Club guys have is just FOMO, right? They just want to plant into that guy's, you know, mindset of like, you know, what am I missing out? What am I missing out? My God, that Moonlight Magic Party sounds insane. I could walk on every single ride and you know whenever i want they don't mm-hmm. tell you that you know it's got to sync up with the trip that you've already had booked and then you got to get online at 3 a.m and hopefully you know <laughs> like it, it's just ridiculous but it's that fomo so they will always have that trevor always, always. We've, we've actually talked about that a couple times because trevor and i have neither of us have been to a moonlight magic event because it never lines up with our vacations and the one that trevor was going to go to got interrupted by a hurricane so it's you know it, it's we've never gotten to go because it just hasn't lined up, but you know, I would gladly give up top of the world for a lounge in magic kingdom or even a lounge in like any other park. I don't even care. Like throw one in Hollywood studios. Those member lounges are far more valuable to me than, and and listen, it's, that's not even a moneymaker for them, right? It's just an expense, but those lounges, I love that lounge in Epcot. And I would be like, cause top of the world to me is almost like a novelty, right? Like it's like, okay, we went up because it's not even a good place to watch the fireworks. I've talked about this before. Like I don't like watching the fireworks from there because so true. true. (laughs) It's just not a good angle. You don't get to, and like nowadays, you know, with all the shows that they do, you know, the actions happening around you on main street. Right. So it's like you being up there, you don't see half the show. You're seeing the fireworks, but you're not seeing the projections. And you know, the last time we watched the fireworks up there, we had, you know, there were people, they play the show music through the speakers, but there were people that were talking so loudly behind us, we couldn't even hear the show music. So, like, and that's not something you have that happens when you're watching it in park. So, you know, for me, I'm like, okay, it's cool to do once or twice, but it's not like a thing that I'm going to miss forever if they take it away from me. But I know people will go crazy if they take it away. But, right. you know, right. but I would love more lounges. Give me more lounges any day. I'm up for that. <laughs> You want the little packets of free Cheez-Its and you're like, darn it, I'm happy. I I care more about the freestyle (laughs) machine that I can go and drink all my, all the soda I want and you know, all that. So I I did want to ask you guys one question really quickly that I I don't think I've ever asked you before, because I think it's interesting. Did you guys, when you were on the cruise ships selling DVC, do you guys really play up the ability to trade points into buying a cruise? Or is that not something you bring up a lot? Because we all know it's not a good value, right? Like, but like, so I'm wondering if you play that up as a benefit when you're trying to sell DVC on the ship, or if you just kind of just like, yeah, it's something you can do, but you probably shouldn't. Can I jump in here really quick? Because Derek and I cruise quite a bit together. <laughs> and so if you've gotten to know us a little bit, I'm a little bit more analytical and Derek is extremely expressive. And so... <laughs> <laughs> he, I would go into his office because our offices would be side by side and I would see his notes on explaining a cruise and it would have like a, a Y for yes all on one page and then it'd have another page with an X and then another page where he'd like draw a ship and that's how he would explain cruising with points <laughs> and somewhere at the end people would just be like 
We got it. Whatever you say, Derek, let's do it. Versus me, if you went and looked at my notes, it would be like this number rounded by this. And if you did this and added the baby and went here and tried at the six months, you could get this. <laughs> so it so you could funny. make it <laughs> you could make it work for some cruises where it made sense. And I think for those families who were literally they had the points to use anyway. And they were already breaking even on the sense that like, hey, I'm going to Disney World, let's say five out of seven trips and two of those trips I'm going to save for cruises, then ultimately you could argue that those Disney World trips basically paid for themselves and then you could afford to use those points for cruises. But the exchange is almost impossible to show any sort of good value with. So it was really, really hard. Like even doing all my rounding and numbers and breakdown, like it would, there would be maybe two cruises that I would use as examples that could really make sense. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's why I just used a picture of a ship. Yeah, exactly. Huh? Just doodling little pictures of the Six of the ship. And- <laughs> Bingo. And then you close on that three hundred point contract from my doodle of a ship. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> but but I think like to to Marissa's point too, exactly, which is why it's great because one of the big things that people would always say to us here is like, Oh, I was told when I talk about Disney Vacation Club with someone and uh, that I can't use my points on a cruise ship. So by one thing, yes, it's easy just to say, Yeah, but it's a terrible use of points, blah blah blah. But I think I really want Marissa to at least be able to touch on which I think was maybe one of the questions too, is like now when people come to us, which is so great, is we don't just have to say, no, you can't use resale points for a cruise. Now we actually get to tell them, you know what? Actually, you can use resale points on a cruise and you're going to save like 30 to 50% of your points being able to use points on a Disney cruise. All right. Well, that's tell us about that. What is what is that about? <laughs> yeah, so we, I, just, I just speed it up to you perfectly. That was a, that was a really good like transition right there. I, I that's it's almost like we're a professional podcasts and we know what we're doing. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so we just this year our initiative has been World of DBC swaps, and what we really wanted to focus on is areas where members could use their points and be able to make that transition more seamless and then save, as Derek was saying. So, for example, what happens is we help members take their points, they actually will rent them through DVC rental store. But instead of having to rent them, wait for the cash to come in, then trying to book the cruise on their own, we take care of that all in one fell swoop. So what happens is they reach out to our team at DVC rental store. They say, for example, I want to book a Disney dream cruise. And our agent over there will say, okay, for a family of three, that's going to be 350 points. So then they'll go ahead and say, okay, I've got 350 points in my account. I want you to go ahead and book this room at Saratoga for a week in a two bedroom. And then for that, they go, okay, and now we're going to book your cruise for you. Now, the cool thing with that, to Derek's point, is when you're doing it this way, on an average cruise, you're saving about 60 to 70% off of what you would by using your points for a cruise. So it's incredible value. You're not paying the $95 transfer fee. And because you're not getting cash out and then having to book that cruise separately, you're not getting taxed on it. And I know we had a listener question, I think Becky put on Facebook about that. So you're not getting that 1099 tax because it's considered a one-for-one transfer. So what you're doing is you're taking your vacation and transferring it for another vacation versus if you normally rent points and then just keep the cash, that would be considered taxable income. 
Okay, yeah, so that, that answers Becky's question, because Be- Becky was asking if you would receive a 1099 for doing this. So yeah. and it's not just cruises, right? Like, so now you guys can do Universal, right? So like you can you can use your points to book a Universal trip now, right? Yeah, so it's amazing. So you can do Universal. What I love about Universal is it covers everything. So it covers your room, it covers your tickets, and it covers your express passes. So that's one really great thing that we've had a lot of feedback from members. Now, we don't have the Disney side yet, but a lot of members have said, I just want to use my points and not think about the out-of-pocket. Because I think these days, everything feels like nickel and diming, right? Whether you're adding on the Genie Plus or the tickets or the meals. Whereas with the Universal, you can just take your points and have everything covered. So we've got Universal. We have our um, beach vacation swaps. And then we're coming up very soon with some different houses here in the Orlando area for bigger families who want to do those big exchanges, but maybe not use as many points as like a three-bedroom grand villa, and then cruises, adventures by Disney, and the Star Wars Galactic. Wow. Okay. So yeah. yeah okay. That's, <laughs> Trevor, you're going to you, trade your points you, in and do the Galactic you, Star Cruiser now? <laughs> you, you, you have piqued my interest, Marissa. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I'll have to um, – we've been talking about the Star Cruiser for a bit, and I haven't quite figured out how that's going to work with me and my family, but now that this is an option – um, yeah, that's, um, well, I'm going to do some figuring on, on what might make sense there for points. Let me give you one more reason. Um, <laughs> we just launched as well, what we call our world of DVC perks. So we're hoping to grow this even more, but anyone who's purchased with us is part of our world of DVC perks membership. Oh. And so if you have a world of DVC perks membership, so just email us and we can get you set up with it, but you're going to get 50 points to use towards any swap. That's 500 points or more. So I know a lot of our listeners have bought with us in the past. So just so you know, you are part of those perks. There's some other discounts that you get throughout. And again, we're going to keep adding to those as well. Wow. All right. Hey, we get, we, we get some perks, Trevor. We we're both, yeah. we're both customers. We need to, we need to get enrolled in this perks program. I'm, I'm, glad, I, uh, I'm glad I bought that uh, contract from you guys. That, that one episode. Yeah. yeah. During the show. Yeah. During the show, you bought the contract. Yeah, I actually yeah. think you did do it during, because you went on I the did. site and you're yeah. like, oh, there's the contract I want. Yeah. That was like right on the show. Yeah. That, so, so we were, we are just a bit of background on that is, you know, my wife and I had been talking about it for a bit. And then when we went on the show with you guys, I was texting my wife and I was like, you know, Hey, that, you know, cause it was it, one of the, uh, one of the rules around, um, where you could use your, your points was changing. And that's why you guys are on the show with us. And so I was texting my wife and I was like, Hey, this is coming. And she was like, do it. And so, yeah, then I was like, <laughs> I was rushing to, to try and get that uh, contract in while we were uh, having a conversation <laughs> with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. yeah Cause I think they were grandfathering. Live. Live. We saw that offer come in live and we're like, here it comes. It's yeah. coming in. From, there it is. How much per point? I think the initial offer was like $4 per point. So we had to do a counter <laughs> offer back, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> we got uh, it back- for you. <laughs> well that that was some great information you guys just gave because like yeah. i i mean we had, you guys had told us about like that whole swap program but i honestly we didn't know like all of the deep details of that so that, that's uh, some really interesting stuff uh for people to really like utilize their their dvc points in other ways and it's actually kind of too bad that damon's not on because he probably uses points for at least uh going because i know he was going to take a universal trip at some point 
So yeah. like, yeah, I, yeah. We're so I have to do a whole episode with him swapping his points out. <laughs> oh, that would be, that would be yeah. so tedious for you guys. I don't want to put you through that. <laughs> Damon doesn't want to do any effort ever. So <laughs> that. <laughs> well, but, but that's where the, the uh, like Marissa said, the universal point swap might be right up Damon's alley. If you, you know, go. everything's taken care of, right? That's true. That's actually true. That would be yeah. easier for him. Yeah. That'll be easy. I probably should have done that with my points because I just booked my uh, annual Halloween Horror Nights ticket. Oh, yeah. So I just yeah. book that. I go once a year. So once a year is my only time that I ever go to Universal and it's always on Horror Nights. And I will maximize the whole entire thing, do the Express Pass. I love it all so much. It's a lot of money. Um, and then once I'm done and I leave that park at 2 a.m., I'm like, I'm I'm good. I I'm good for the year. I'm good. <laughs> See you next year. <laughs> I actually, I actually, <laughs> I actually, I don't think I brought this up on the show, but I, you know, I have, I have a trip coming up in October. I'm coming uh, for like 10, 11 days in October. And besides going, besides going to Disney, we're going to the Peppa Pig theme park because my daughter found out that existed. So we're going to have to take a trip, which by the way, I'm shocked by that. I did not realize the Peppa Pig theme park is like an hour and some away from Disney. I thought it was going to be like right around the corner. And I'm like, <laughs> I, oh, yeah, I, go too. <laughs> I yeah. checked it and I was like, yeah, we're not going. <laughs> we're so lazy here in Orlando because we have so much right here. And I was like, yeah. oh, I'm not going to drive all the way that far. <laughs> yeah, that's I a whole hour. <laughs> yeah, well, I I just like I looked it up and I'm like I'm like oh you know everything's in like the general area of Disney right so and then I look it up and I'm like wait a second why is this in a whole like different place that's an hour away that's crazy <laughs> like but now I have to go because my daughter found out that it exists and you know she keeps bringing it up so but what I was gonna say is I I smell a carpool is what I smell <laughs> yeah. swing by Marissa's house <laughs> there you go swing by Marissa's house yeah we'll have a family day yeah I'm sure. Luckily, you know, it's going to be one of one of our off days and you know, I that park's only got a couple rides there, so hopefully we can only spend like half the day there. But um but I, I don't Is think I brought this up on the show. In the in the Legoland park, right? Yeah, it's like separate though. So it's not okay. within, yeah, it's it's on the Legoland property, but it's not inside Legoland. It's like its own park kind of. So So you have yeah. to buy a separate ticket to go to the pig park? Yes. So if you want to go what? to the pig park, <laughs> Oh pig my park. gosh! They're, they're oh, going to scare me making a meme right now. Yeah, that's the oh, pig park. Know. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's much cheaper than Legoland though. So, like, if you if I think Legoland's like a you know, I forget how much it was total, but it's it's only like thirty five bucks for like a person for just Peppa Pig. So it's not horrific, but yeah, it's 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 small. It's they've got like four rides and like a splash pad. I mean, it's. It's not huge, but I mean, my daughter loves Peppa Pig, so we got to do it. So you got to go. We got to go. Well, I didn't want her to know that it existed, and we were watching a YouTube video of something. I, I think I was—I've been trying to show her YouTube videos of some of the rides that I think she might be scared on. And YouTube, and I walked away for a second, and the the video rolled over to a vlogger going to the opening of Peppa Pig Park. And now, ever <laughs> since she's seen that, she's like, "We need to go." And I was like, "No, <laughs> like I don't want to go, but it's gonna happen." But uh, but what I was gonna say is I think I'm. I Marissa needs Hollywood. to work on the uh, swap program, Marissa, to swap include program the, uh, Peppa Pig. Pig. Park. <laughs> you got to include Peppa Pig. Yeah, you got to include a uh, Legoland and Peppa Pig theme park. How many points is that going to cost? <laughs> Working on it. He's All the marketing right. director. She'll do it. Working on it. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if that would include transportation from my Disney Resort to Peppa Pig, I'm uh, you know, t- so I don't have to drive there. I'm I'm in, I'm in for that. Get me a bus or something, you know, like get me a, a van. <laughs> so, um, 
What I was going to say though is I might go to Hollywood, uh, the uh, the Horror Nights at uh, at, uh, at Universal uh, while while I'm there because I I happen to know a Universal cast member um, and they were like we can I can get you in for free and I was like oh maybe we will do that then if I, I like the word free that always sounds good to me so <laughs> so, Fine. so when are you uh, going there yeah, <laughs> right? maybe leave the daughter at home for that because oh, she's not going to that be- <laughs> no she's gonna stay in the room with grandma and grandpa she'll go to bed at seven o'clock and we'll we'll head out after <laughs> tell her it's tied into the whole peppa park experience and you'll never watch the pig show ever again <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that. That would be uh, that'd be kind of scary to have a pet. That's pick one way to it, fix it. <laughs> it really is. I mean, it's it's awesome. But Tom, I I'm I'm telling you just now, and I know we're going into a universal rant. But do, yeah. if you're gonna do it and you're gonna go for one night, because again, my brother works at Universal. He's a paramedic, so oh. he's there. So he got us the tickets for the actual, you know, uh, discounted rate, which is awesome. Probably the same rate that you can get, but you have to pay for the express. Like you have to pay, which is more than the actual ticket. I think it's like 150 bucks. I think a person, but it is worth it because these waits for the houses can be like one hour, two hour, two and a half hours. So at least with an express pass, it's worth every single penny, especially if you're just going to go once like I do. I'm I'm in, I'm out. I hit every single house and then (laughs) I'll see you next year. Nice. Okay. Well, yeah, we went on our universal tangent now, but Becky had a second question for both of you. And she asked, she asked, what's the worst coffee of all time? Well, Derek and his wife had some decent beers with us at Shades of Green recently. Uh, I'm so glad we didn't invite Marissa for coffee. We ate at uh, the breakfast buffet at Shades, and that swill was actually worse than Joffrey's. Unbelievable. I thought there were people that liked Joffrey's. Now, given I'm not a coffee drinker, so I know nothing. I don't drink coffee, so I, but I thought there were people that liked Joffrey's. I don't know. <laughs> this is her <laughs> she's ready to go she's probably right. got the she's ready to go, <laughs> Rest is like, go yeah, yeah. Ready. <laughs> i mean before i say anything you guys sponsor joffrey still sponsors you no 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 you can okay. say whatever you want about joffrey's we do <laughs> right. we have no association with joffrey's okay all right <laughs> Woo. um no i am just i, I mean joffrey's i just i'm not a fan i'm a big coffee person so i like to like grind my beans at a certain level you know, like I like the gauge to be just right when the espresso is pulled. So I'm really picky on coffee. And so you're a Joffrey's, fancy coffee person. You're a fancy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just like a good shot of espresso and Joffrey's just doesn't do it. And yeah. so then like it's disheartening to go to the parks and that's all you've got unless I mean, they, they have Starbucks if you can find it in certain locations. But then the whole thing about you have to go in the parks. Right. And then now these days now you have to have. A reservation versus like before we would stay at maybe one of the boardwalk area hotels and then walk into Epcot, get coffee, come back. Now you're just stuck. So that's disheartening. And then in the rooms, all you have is Joffrey's. If you go to Alani, all you have is Joffrey's. <laughs> and if you saw the ship. He <laughs> goes to Vero Beach and stays in a beach cottage, right? Vero Beach, in a beach cottage. And she will literally wake up every morning and she drives the 30 plus. No, no, I bring, <laughs> I bring my like 40 pound espresso machine with me. <laughs> I, I have a whole trolley just for the machine and the grinder as I'm going into Vero. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> well, I think her question was worst coffee, though. What's the worst coffee? I coffee? mean, on the ship, they still use like the Nescafe, like 
filler Ooh. coffee where they just like mix and swirl and then po- Derek knows this very well because on the ships we would get like we would be able to expense $20 a day and that could be for like water, food or coffee. And so of course I'm like well I'll expense cuz they had like Illy in the um coffee shops like in the cove. And Illy's good, it's an Italian coffee, so that's decent. And so I would go and get that. And so we were allowed to do that. Derek would spend zero of his $20 a day. He would go and get free coffee. And I would be like, Derek, just come and get like a real coffee with me. Don't drink the stuff on the deck that we don't know what's inside. And he was like, no, because then I'd have to do an expense report. (laughs) Oh, man. Derek, I'm so on your side on this. (laughs) I would just bring like a bucket and go up to like deck nine and just fill it up with just black coffee and dump some cream. And then I'd see her with like her coffee that was like the size of like a thimble for like nine dollars. And I'd be like, well, I don't know. Look at me. I'm all set. I got my coffee for the rest of the day. She's like, you're gross. I see. I'm the guy that drinks out of the water fountains around the park. So like, I don't care. Like, I, you know, right. I mean, I don't care. It's free water. Like I'm, if it's decently cold. Okay, great. If it's a little warm, I'm not going to love it, but at least I'm not going to pass out from dehydration. <laughs> like, so yeah, that's how I am. I'm very utilitarian with these things. So the, uh, the, the, from what I've heard, the pig park has amazing free water. <laughs> Yeah, I like how you keep calling it the pig park. <laughs> poor oh Peppa. Peppa's going to get such a bad rap. Yeah, poor Peppa. I don't even know who that is. You, you've never seen Peppa Pig? I mean, listen. No, no my kids are older. No, Derek, do you remember? So Derek got my son. My son was super into Peppa Pig like last year, Tom. I think your daughter's yeah. like one year younger She's like four than four and a half. Dad. She's like four yeah. and a half. Yeah. So when he was like three, that like Peppa Pig was like it at our house. Yeah. And so for Christmas or his birthday, he wanted anything Peppa Pig. So oh. Derek ordered him this like Peppa Pig where you like fish for Peppa Pig. Like they're little Peppa okay. Pig magnets and you fish for them. Yeah. So – he – did you get it off Amazon or like Walmart third party? And this box comes in and it's all in Chinese. They're pigs. They're not Peppa. And like, <laughs> we don't know how to use it. You can't plug it in because it doesn't have like – it's like international plugs that come oh with it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Derek, where did you buy this from? Wish? Like, did you- <laughs> I'm, I'm taking notes and then I'm going to go down and find my wife and ask her. <laughs> that's amazing. God. That, that's hilarious. But now he's in the Spider Man. So now the the pig is gone. That's easier than the Chinese Peppa Pig that you got. Spider Man. Spider Man's <laughs> a little easier. Yeah. That is. A, yeah. In my house, we bounce back and forth between Bluey, Peppa Pig, and Mickey Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and Paw Patrol. Those are like the four tops. Like where we go. Yeah. Around in circles, depending on the day. So <laughs> who is Bluey? Who's Bluey? Oh my! Bluey's like the biggest kids show in the world right now, man. Like Derek, you're banned and you're never allowed back on. (laughs) Oh man, Bluey is huge right now. I'm I'm actually secretly hoping because Disney has the broadcast right. You know they have the streaming rights for Bluey. I'm secretly hoping at some point Disney buys the theme park rights and buy some and make some Bluey theme park stuff because I Bluey is a is a staple in our house. So and I'm sure a lot of people listening is Bluey a dog. What yeah, is Bluey's Bluey? a dog. Yeah, it's an Australian Bluey. show that Disney bought the streaming rights to, and it became huge when they put it on Disney Plus. And now it's like the biggest. I feel like it's the biggest kid show out there right now. Probably. Uh, see, my my kids grew up and actually went to go see the Wiggles live. Wiggles. <laughs> yeah, the Wiggles. So anybody out there is going to be listening will know the Wiggles. I still know many many Wiggles songs live, but I I remember buying tickets and I'm like, I cannot believe I went to like a Wiggles concert at the same place I used to go see like Pearl Jam and. <laughs> All these other bands, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I'm like, I'm in the parking lot. I'm like, oh, I guess no one's like, you know, pre gaming. 
Derek's tailgating the the Wiggles concerts. <laughs> if I would have, I would have been swarmed by parents that are like, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I made a killing. The, All the dads. There, there would have been a lot needing a, a bit of help for the concert for sure. <laughs> it was crazy. I, I don't even know if the Wiggles are on anymore, but I love them. Like, I know they're uh, still around. Yeah, they're still around. Um, we were actually going to do Disney on Ice this year, but uh, Disney on Ice is actually going to be in in my area while we're at Disney. And so we were kind of disappointed in that. But I was like, I said to my wife, I was like, we're going to be at Disney. We don't need Disney on Ice when we're at Disney. You know, like <laughs> so. You know, I'm I'm going to be honest. I I am so glad I'm past this phase <laughs> in my life. <laughs> I get that. I get that. <laughs> but like, I'm just listening to this, and I'm like. You know what my my kids like he's a teenager but he's easy like I, yeah. I know what he likes I don't have to like go to Disney on Ice or anything like that it's yeah <laughs> where where did you buy the uh, easy teenager uh, Trevor I'd like to know <laughs> so so how much was that because I definitely don't have one of those. The, the trick I, I for me personally it's that um, the fact that him and I are both gamers means I have a language I can speak with him I think is probably the only way that mm, that's true that yeah. works for me that makes, sense. <laughs> that makes sense if that changes though yeah I'm I'm back in that boat with I don't know what's going on with him so you're gonna be in the <laughs> parking lot with me yeah, yeah, oh, I'll, I'll be going to a Wiggles concert just for the tailgate. <laughs> <a> Wiggles concert. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I'm crossing out a couple of our questions. I'm gonna because yeah. I don't. We're like almost an hour in here, um, but I do want to ans- answer Dan and Corinne's questions that we have here. And let's we'll end with Dan's weird question because Dan likes to ask weird questions. Corinne wants to know the best resort to be selling or buying right now. And those might be different answers. Me- Marissa, do you want to take that? You can go, Derek. Yeah, I mean, I, I would always say like the best contracts of all, if anyone, you know, reaches out to us in terms of, cause again, like over 90% of our contracts will sell in, you know, 30 days or less. Uh, but certainly if you have, you know, what I like to call the, the unicorn, you know, if you've got like a beach club of like a hundred points or less or, you know, 75 point boardwalk or something like that, or a small, you know, grand Californian, those are always crazy popular, you know, just because for people that want to get started and maybe want to go, you know, every other year or plus people that maybe want to say, Hey, you know what? I'm a member. I know it's <laughs> really hard to get into the beach club. Uh, so I think I just want to buy a contract, you know, a smaller one of, you know, 50 to a hundred points or whatnot. So we've, you know, if it falls under those realms, you know, those contracts are, are always super, super popular. And it, it's, it's not surprising to have those sell within, you know, an hour of being listed at, you know, full asking price. So, but yeah, I mean, we sell everything and I tell people this all the time. Whether you've got a 25-point Vero Beach contract, we sell it. We sell, um, <laughs> matter of fact, perfect example. Someone came to me last week with three 500-point Polynesian contracts, right? Three 500-point Polynesian contracts. Wow. We wow. got them listed. Uh, Marissa Marissa was kind enough to uh, sell those for me uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, yeah, and to one person. So we sell everything from 25 points to someone that wants to buy, you know, 1500 points. So it really will, we will do it all. We will do yeah, it. Yeah. And I would say like with the recent changes and so like when uh, Grand Floridian came like back on the market, when Disney opened up the new wing, 
a lot of people kind of went resale crazy with Grand Floridian and sold out a lot of what we had on the site. So if you right. are looking to sell Grand Floridian, Bay Lake Tower, those are in super high demand right now. So if you own there, those are really great resorts to consider selling. Uh, Polynesian as well as always has very strong demand, like Derek was saying. So those are good ones to sell. And I would say buying as well. Now that we're getting into like the 2042 deed coming closer, it makes sense to look at something that has, if you do value the long-term value, best bang for your buck right now is Polynesian. Just when you add in the number, like the current price per point, the years remaining on that deed going to the year 2066, and then it sits on the lower end in terms of dues per point. So Polynesian is actually the best bang for your buck. Plus, when we talk about Rata First Refusal and Disney going crazy with buybacks right now, they're not buying back at the Polynesian. So it's a really smart buy right now if you're looking for a specific resort. Where, where are they buying back at the most right now? What's the number? Saratoga Springs, Animal Kingdom, Old Key West, and then Bay Lake Tower. That makes up 70% of what they're buying back. Oh, wow. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Anybody that buys any of those, it literally, I mean, it has a target on it. So we, wow. you know, we tell people and we're right up front and just say, listen, you know, maybe they're buying back, you know, say 50% of this, you know, resort or 60% of this, but it still means that, you know, again, 50% of people get that happy email saying, Hey, congrats, you know, your contract made it through. So it always feels like when it's your contract that bought back that literally Disney's buying back every single contract. And the fact is they're not, but like Marissa said, it's super resort specific. So I've had many folks say, Hey, Derek, you know, what, what resorts are they not even buying back? And so we, you know, we tell them, we're like, listen, go buy Polly is a great one to be able to buy back because they haven't bought back any Polynesian or, you know, maybe Alani or maybe some other resorts that are, you know, way, way less than say like a old Key West, which is going to be like at a 60% buyback. So, so what was I just going to ask you guys? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm, to- I'm, to- I'm totally blanking. Um, yeah. Gosh. Oh, so you, you saw a lot of people once the uh, new Grand Floridian units opened. So a lot of people were selling their old Grand Floridian and buying into the new direct. Is that what was happening or? No. So we had Grand Floridian still in the market and because okay. Disney offered a pretty aggressive uh, discount directly, all of our sellers kind of followed that lead and they discounted their resale points. And so it was like, if you ever thought of buying Grand Floridian, I mean, the prices were crazy. So we literally sold out like almost all of our Grand Floridian on the site within that week. And so now we're slowly building it back up. But if you're a seller and you own there and you've been thinking about selling, there is good demand for Grand Floridian right now. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Do you want to read Dan's question, uh, Trevor? And then yeah. Um, so, so yeah, b- back into the world of, of uh, <laughs> reckless speculation uh, and all that. Um, what are what are some of the craziest perks rumors that uh, you guys have heard? Like, I mean, you know, either things coming up or people like wishing for crazy things. <laughs> I, I I personally heard that. If you buy resale now, that you get a green card, and that takes you, gives you access, a weekend access to Marissa's boat. That's what I heard. So <laughs> that's that's what I heard as a crazy rumor. But I don't know if that's one <laughs> one rumor that we've heard. And so what happened is uh, Disney. You know how they do surveys. So they sent out a survey to some DVC members, seeing if they would be willing to pay for a premium perks membership. Oh yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. that was one of the biggest rumors. Again, not to say that anything's going to come from that because a lot of times surveys are just there to kind of get the pulse. But I think that's in terms of like. 
gossip and perks. That's the latest news of like, hey, is it something we continue for free or is it something that people are willing to pay a certain threshold enough for to where that we just have it be like a premium paid option, which is kind of the trend of Disney lately. So I wouldn't put it down completely as them maybe looking into it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for for me, like I always go back to when I purchased again. Not to bring up the the attic again, but I also, <laughs> you, but I also used to have free valet parking. I mean, v- oh, free valet parking was a part of your Disney Vacation Club membership, and so you know it, when that went away, it was like, oh my god, I miss the be just being able to pull into the boardwalk or any resort. You, you know, toss them your keys, show them your little member card, and you get free valet parking. That's all gone, which always, you know, has me telling guests all the time, like, listen, don't don't buy, you know, based on those perks. Because again, there's people that bought, and I know there's people in your audience that when you purchased Disney Vacation Club when it first started back in the 90s, and I think it was all the way through 1998 or 97, but you got free park tickets. So when oh, yeah. you purchase Disney Vacation Club, depending and 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 you got the tickets based on how many people were staying in your room. So if you were going to come down and stay at, say, Old Key West and you got a two bedroom that slept eight people, you would get eight park hopper tickets for free for your whole entire stay. So, yeah, there's many, many members and Marissa and I would meet them on the <laughs> on the cruises and all the time. And they'd be like, well, you remember when we used to get park tickets, you know, and now we, you know, <laughs> give them like a, give them like a backpack. And we're like, thanks for your 20 grand. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's all we have for the questions. I would love to talk to you guys about this, uh, this timeshare license for Disneyland hotel, the, the villas over there, but I want to first do our ad really quickly. And since it's for your company, uh, if you guys want to just hang around for a moment here, we'll do the ad and then we'll get back into it. Sure. All right. That's good. All right. All right. So our ad this week is, you know, it's funny. I, I wish I could have timed this better and had this for be for DVC resale market since Derek and Marissa here, but that's okay. It's all one big company, right? So, uh, so uh, this week it's for Monera Financial. Monera, a world of DVC companies, the industry leader for financing DVC resale contracts. Monera offers lending with the longest terms available at 12 years, the option of no credit check, instant approval, low down payments, and no prepayment penalties. If you're thinking of purchasing a DVC contract on the resale market, go check out their quick online quote first. You might be surprised at just how affordable joining DVC can be. Go to ManeraFinancial.com or call 317-245-8800. And when you speak to them, be sure to let them know that Welcome Home sent you. All right. So uh, so I wanted to talk to you guys about this because I thought this this was actually really timely. And, um, uh, you know, so this is coming from uh, our, our friends over at DVC News. They posted that a timeshare license has been issued to the DVC villas at Disneyland Hotel. And they even posted this nice little timeline of all the resorts in the past, how long it's been from the time that the license was granted to when they actually opened. Yeah, yeah, which seems to be like about a year or so. I mean, from what I could tell, I, I mean, is that is that accurate, you think? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So maybe like a little bit less than a year, but I mean, so I mean, can you guys tell us maybe a, a little bit of details about what this actually means? I actually thought it was really kind of interesting too that the that Florida was the one that issues this license, even though it's happening in California. <laughs> but I don't know. I guess it's because DVC is based in Florida. I guess right. I don't the know. developer. So DVC is the developer. So they're based in Florida. So that's probably why. Um, it's just interesting to me that right. it, seems, yeah. it, seems, it seems counter to what I would think, but. 
Yeah. But yeah, so normally like with this, that means typically before they have like the license granted, then the sales agents, they can't talk about the like the new tower at all. Like people can come and say, hey, I saw this online or hey, I saw the blueprints for this or hey, we took a helicopter ride and saw them building this. And the agent has to pretend like, we it don't know. Exist. We like, don't oh, know. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. <laughs> they can't even like nod, like like blink twice if this is it. Then like they, they could be risking their license. So I, it's a I, big deal for the agents I, to be able to start talking about it. Yeah, I, I have to tell you too that because I totally remember along those lines when Bay Lake Tower opened. It literally, that building was finished by the time we could actually, just like Marissa said, be able to talk about that that's a Disney Vacation Club unit. So she is... Not kidding. Like literally, like we would have these like same stupid jokes and be like, oh, so that's a DVC unit, right? We're like, I don't know. It could be a Walmart. We're not sure what it's going to be. On-site Walmart. (laughs) We literally could not say. So Marissa's 100% true. And Bay Lake Tower literally was built. It was literally right next door. Like it was built. And we could not say what it was until that. So yeah, she's that's spitting facts. That's really interesting because I, I, I actually remember I was staying at Wilderness Lodge and uh, I think it was a non-DVC stay. Maybe. I don't remember. But I remember they had like ripped out the whole one side of the building and they had a, nothing had been announced at that point for Copper Creek. And I remember like asking a cast member, I was like, oh, so like what's going on over there? And the cast member was like, I don't know. <laughs> like they were like, I have no idea what they're doing. They're 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 like, we think they're putting DVC rooms there, but we really don't know. And then you know, of course, eventually they they announced Copper Creek and all that. But it's just it, it's just kind of funny to me. I, I guess I didn't realize that they literally couldn't talk about it until this happened. But um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I it's guess- more important on like the marketing and sales side because now they can yeah, start yeah. marketing it, and like now the sales agents can start talking. Where before they like l- their lips are sealed. Yeah. Uh, so I, I guess, um, being that, that I think, you know, both of you were, were in DVC, uh, or, or selling DVC uh, a long time ago. I'm looking at these trends from when, um, like the master declaration to when sales information is released. It looks like Disney likes to do this stuff like beginning of the year, like, like beginning of the calendar year. It seems like they, they put the stuff in and there's like a plan that, they start selling it at the beginning of the year and then, you know, open. Most of these seem to be consistent with opening around summertime, although a couple of them seem to be later in the year. Um, did you guys find that that was the case when you were working there? Like, did you notice any of these patterns or was it just, yeah, I don't know. Like whatever, they <laughs> were you paying attention time? to that? I guess would be yeah. the question. Marissa, you want to take that one? <laughs> you go, Derek. I'll let you go. You don't have to answer if you don't want. You can you can slide back. No, it, yeah, it's it's it really always kind of comes down to at the end of the day, you don't want and Disney doesn't want to have too many you know live products out there uh, with people to be able to uh, quote unquote think about it. So, you know, when you're a vacation club guide with Disney, you really want to kind of go out there and just be like, listen, this is perfect for you. This is the resort that we have. This is how it works. And this is the price sheet. But if you're going out there going, hey, here's, you know, four different resorts, which I think now they probably have more than I think they ever have. I mean, at at my time as a vacation guide, you know, whatever, 20 some years ago, it was like, oh, my God, if we had, you know, Mm -hmm. one, it was a one. And then we had two. Now I think they have uh, Riviera. 
Rippian, Grand Floridian, and Alani. Yeah. So I don't think like with Grand like with the new Disneyland, it's a totally different demographic, right? I think it's gonna be heavy West Coast who've wanted the Great Cal, who now have this opportunity. Very similar to like Alani, but now you've got okay, here's your East Coast, here's your West Coast, and then Alani will still hang out there. Um yep. but I think ideally in like Disney's perfect world, it like Grand Floridian will sell out before they start selling the towers. Yeah. And and there's such a demand for the uh, for the Disneyland Tower that it's it's crazy because I remember oh, yeah. selling I remember <laughs> selling the Disney the Grand Californian and literally as a vacation club guide like we could not move it like it was not selling at all we would get paid more to sell the Grand Californian which had just insane promotions attached to it, which is always makes me laugh. And I just had yesterday, someone reached out to me saying, Hey, I want to sell my 200 points at the Grand Californian. You know, we bought it back in, you know, 2009 or 2010 with a promo and they paid, I think like a hundred dollars a point for it. I mean, and now, yeah. now it goes for, you know, 250, you know, almost, you know, $300 a point, That's which amazing. is crazy. So yeah, I think now that people know, you know, the value of owning a resort at Disneyland, which is so key because again, at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, at Walt Disney World, if you own Disney Vacation Club, okay, you might have a favorite, but you know what? My God, you've got what? 10, 11 resorts to be able to pick from. If I'm a family that goes to Disneyland, like crap, I got one. Like I got one option. One option. So that's why, you know, the Grand Cal is always, you know, way more, you know, per point than anything else. But I've had people even tell me, you know, just about this new Disneyland tower. I'm not a Disneyland person. So Marissa can probably attest to this more, but I've had people tell me, uh, that listen, we love the Grand Cal just because we know where the Disneyland tower is going to be. We don't like the proximity. We much prefer the Grand Cal. So I don't know anything about, you know, where the hotels are located, but Marissa, is it? Is it a better location still at the Grand Cal? Oh yeah, oh, yes. I mean you can't get any you can't get any better. I don't know than like Grand Cal than any DVC resort in terms of theme park proximity. Like it's yeah. the best. Yeah. You can't walk out the back door and walk into a theme park. You, yeah, when you've when you've had a room like facing out into uh, California Adventure, um, yeah, you like yeah, it's there's nothing that compares to it right I mean, now. Like, the closest you can come to it at Disney World is Bay Lake Tower or Boardwalk or Beach Club, right? Like that's the closest yeah, you can that, come. But it's not but, even but that. You still got to walk a little, a little while, you know. Yeah, that's different from like. Yeah. So, so literally, my experience with I, I stayed at the Grand Californian, and it was we walked out of our room, walked down the stairs, and we were in the theme park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's a little different. It's <laughs> it's nuts. <laughs> that being said, so, though, you're still Trevor. You're still interested in the tower, right? Because oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, like I, I, kind of to what Derek was saying is, you, you know, there there is. We originally wanted to get uh, uh, Grand Californian, but. Um, yeah, the, you know, the problem was, is that when we started looking at the price point was already really high and, um, you know, we, we were looking direct initially and we found that, you know, we, we happened to find good timing with, uh, getting a, a poly contract direct, which, you know, turns out that, you know, if, if we hadn't had done that, like, I'm, I'm so glad that we did because, you know, we absolutely love the poly, but, um, yeah, you know, you know, this opportunity for, um, getting some points on the West coast. Um, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very 
uh, interested in when this stuff um, comes up on the market. And yeah, I'll be, I'll be looking to get some points at the tower, even though like, and I guess, and I'm sure you know this too, Marissa, like it's not, the Disneyland hotel is not awful. Like it's just, it's further away than the grand Californian. <laughs> right. <all>. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, but there's still like the, the monorail goes like right into Tomorrowland and stuff, which again, like it's, it's, it's so different from, from Disney world. Like if you haven't been there, yeah. it's, it, it, you, you're you're trying to describe bizarro land to people that, <laughs> that don't know right <laughs> yeah well I, I mean do you guys think though like once this comes on the market even like when it's direct and you're not getting any resale contracts coming in for a little while i mean is that going to depress the value of grand californian or it's still going to stay up there and still be you know an extraordinarily valuable contract i think the good news is that it- Grand Cal is such a small resort. Like there's 48 units there. So it's never, the market's never going to get flooded with like, oh, now everyone's done with their Grand Cal. And I think with the big attention put on resale over the past five years, I mean, we've seen Grand Cal over the past five years go from like the 130s per point when I came on the team resale all the way now we're talking like it went as high as like the 330s, right? It, it's back down a little bit. I think with the announcement of the tower that we've seen kind of a, a decrease in price. But I don't think it's ever going to be like a Saratoga Springs, right, that has 300 units assigned to it, where you're always going to see a healthy amount of inventory. So the price is going to be much more affected on what's happening direct. Grand Cal, what happened with resale is that so many people who wanted it were able to get it. So many people who wanted out were able to sell at premium prices. So now you just don't see as many people needing to sell it because people who bought it now finally got it for the right reasons. Yeah. So I think we'll still see it maintain that healthy. I think once, depending on what the tower sells for, it may adjust kind of like the Grand Floridian did. It might adjust a little bit just depending on what the tower sells for. And then I think over the years as we see like, what are the restrictions on the tower, right? Is it going to be like Riviera? So it will be a little less valuable on the resale market versus Grand Cal has access to the classic 14 resort. So it might hold more. So all those questions will really be up in the air until we start to know more about the exact details. Yeah. So this this offer, so this offer that just came in from Trevor for a thousand point Grand Cal. (laughs) (laughs) I wish. I, I, I really wish I could do that. Right, now. You were, I mean, Trevor was just saying what, like last week, that you were like jonesing to go back to to, to Disneyland again. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been I, a lot while for you. So yeah, yeah, I said that on the podcast last week that you know I I, I realized like we we talk about so much, but I haven't been back there in years now, and I'm just I'm really just itching to get back to Disneyland for a bit. So I do want to don't know anything about like it's. Been, I'm I going on next play. Sunday. Oh, oh wow! Oh, I'm so happy for you, Marissa. <laughs> I can't wait. It's been ten years since I've been back, so I'm super oh, wow. excited. Oh wow! That's great. That's great. I, I do want to note, by the way. So they they do mention in this article. This is from DVC News uh, that uh, the license authorizes Disney to sell sixteen thousand nine hundred fifty two timeshare weeks, which is the equivalent of three hundred twenty six vacation homes, and that they're noting that this is a, a small reduction from the amount that was initially cited as like three fifty. So, but again, like you you know, Marissa said, there's forty eight units at a Grand Cal. You're talking about uh, this is a huge increase in the amount of DVC that's going to be available at Disneyland. I mean, really big increase here. And then, right. you know, plus these are all going to be pretty much studio villas or the pods. And then they're going to have some, some, a couple of the one, two bedroom, three bedrooms, but it's mostly look, seeming like it's going to be villa, uh, studio villas. So, 
That's right up my alley. So that's, yeah, that's good for you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so anyway, anything else about the about the tower we want to we want to mention? I mean, I, it seems like based on these timelines, I mean, you know, now that they've gotten this license, that I mean, sales are not that far behind. It seems like I mean, you know, like eight nine months from or or maybe even less than that based on their history here. Yeah, um, I would say we're probably six months away. Like six months being the minimum, to your point, maybe like nine months, but we're we're getting close for sure. All right, so save up that money, Trevor. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I've yeah, it's 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 been on the plan for a while now. So yeah, yeah he's ready. <laughs> Trevor's ready to go for that one. So yeah. <laughs> I think too, people just don't know, you know, what's going to happen with you know some of these new resorts when they come on, and you know, are they going to have you know restrictions on them or resale restrictions like the Riviera did, but then the Grand, you know, the Grand Floridian did not. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens, you know, starting with the Polynesian, which we get asked all the time about. You know what's going on with the Polynesian? Will I be able to use my you know resale points at the you know new Polynesian Tower? And we don't know. So until we can speculate, till the cows come home. But until Disney makes an announcement, we just don't know. We just don't know. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of forgot about the new Poly Tower, <laughs> even though we've <laughs> talked about it a bunch of times. I just I keep forgetting yeah. about it because uh, it's it's just so new and we haven't really talked that much. I mean, we talked you know obviously when the 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 art came out and the announcement and all that, but I don't think we've talked yeah. about it since then. But yeah, that's going to be an interesting question, Derek. I, I we'll have to see what because happens. It's, then, right? It's so crazy too because I was just at the Grand Floridian a couple weeks ago where I stayed in one of those new resort studios that are right there, right by the Quiet Pro, which are fantastic, by the way. Like, like the new I'm rooms, ob- they're, they're nice. Oh yeah. my god, I'm upset. Like it literally is perfect. They are oh great, perfect. You know, just the the room, the location, everything about them is just great. So love it. But yeah, you look, and I remember looking being so like, as old as I am. I remember we got married at the wedding pavilion that's right there in 1996. And I look and I go like, my God, I remember when this whole, you know, area by the Grand Floridian, you know, was just pure like beach. Like there was just beach. And now you see the whole Grand Floridian villas there. And then you look at to where this new Polynesian tower is going to go. And I'm like, I can't even imagine where it's going to go looking at the pictures of how it's going to fit and all that there yeah i'm super excited about it because again that's kind of the awesome thing about being a dvc member is but yeah i just wonder how that's all going to fit and until they you know give details of like the layout and is it going to have its own monorail station or is it gonna everybody's got to walk over to the poly or the grand to get on the monorail or the boat so yeah it's never a dull moment in the world of dvc yes especially (laughs) especially the past few years i feel like it's just been so many additions and so many changes and you know good and bad and uh, just there's a lot going on you know it's so it, it's so true, Tom, because it like literally I remember being like, okay, here's the pattern of you know being with DVC for a long time. It's like here's the new resort, and then you know what? For the next couple of years, we're not going to have any news. There's no announcements <laughs> until the next resort comes out. Now I feel like it's literally like every you know couple of months. By God, there's something going on. Something's coming. Something's going. Something's changing. Yeah, th- well, there's a lot. Actually, you bring up a good point. There's there's so much stuff in the hopper right now for DVC planning, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I didn't really think about it until you just said it. Yeah, there there is 
there's a lot going on. <laughs> well, and we even Whoa. completely forgot about reflections. Remember reflections? That was that thing that was going to happen. <laughs> reflections is going to where the Polynesian is. Literally, if you look at those pictures, it's almost like they're like, "Well, we got the building, kind of. We got the supplies, <laughs> so let's just move it over there and just put just some, make it know, a little more Polynesian theme, tar from yeah. stuff into the wood. You know, put some palm trees on it. That's a hundred percent. It's so true. But it's crazy because then I think of okay, so after this, so you've got the Polynesian and then you've got, you know, the Disneyland Tower and you're like, my God, what's next? And of course, you know, from what I hear, it's like, you know, are they going to do something to the Yacht Club? You know what I mean? So is yeah. that going to be the next one? Because they're literally, as opposed to building a whole brand new resort, I, it's just DVC is everywhere, which is, yeah. which is awesome. But my God, where, where else can they go? <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I, you're, you're totally right about that. It's like, where else can they put a property at this point? But, I mean, I'm still hoping Reflections happens at some point. I like that area of the park, and uh, I, I would be cool with it. But, I, you know, who knows? That, Like you said, it's a lot easier for them to just build a tower and then take advantage of the existing infrastructure that Polynesian has instead of building a whole brand new resort from scratch. Um, definitely a lot easier to do that, right? So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I don't have anything else DVC-wise, but you guys are welcome to stay with us for the for the rest of the nonsense if you want, or you can bow out. It's up to you. I We, we don't want to, you know waste any more of your weekend with our nonsense <laughs> <laughs> you're not wasting my weekend but i do actually have to quote unquote get to work so my okay. my work shift <laughs> because because my boss marissa is uh, actually on this call too so uh she knows that i have to go to work <laughs> <laughs> is this actually is this a part of your job <laughs> all right now we love part, it. We, just part <laughs> we, we, we can cover for you derek yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. I got it, and I do have to head as well. So I'm sorry, I can't hang. No, no worries. Listen, so can you guys tell us how our listeners get a hold of you? What's the best way to reach both of you? Um, you know how how much they should reach out to you? Should they call you every day? Uh, email you constantly? Uh, what, what do you guys want them to do? <laughs> All of the above. Okay. <laughs> um, very easy. You can reach us. Our website is obviously dvcresellmarket.com. Send us an email. They're just our names. So mine is Marissa, M-A-R-I-S-S-A at dvcresellmarket.com. Derek's is D-E-R-E-K at dvcresellmarket.com. But we love, and whatever we do this show, we always say this, just let us know you came from Welcome Home because we know we love that yeah. you've heard the show and what you've learned along the way. So make sure you mention that in the comments if you're putting an offer in and putting Derek or Marissa or if you're emailing us, let us know where you came from. Yes, put that in there because honest to God, we truly, and I know we make a joke about, oh, we see you guys do other shows and stuff. But truly, when when you reach out and Marissa's like, hey, you know what? We get to do, you know, Welcome Home again. <laughs> it it truly means so, so much. We truly love your your audience is just fantastic and they're so educated and they're so much fun. And you guys, it's truly always been, you know, just one of our absolute favorite shows to be able to do and the relationships that we've been able to build with, with your audience and with you guys, you know, over so many years, it's, it's just great. So we truly are grateful. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So did you give your email out? I don't know. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> he did. 
Yeah, I think, yeah. So just, just Derek at dvcresellmarket.com. And again, if you have any questions, again, any questions, it's not like you have to reach out when you're ready to buy. If you just got a ton of questions and just want to know how this works or how the whole process works or anything whatsoever, just be sure to let us know that you, you know, came from, you know, the Welcome Home podcast and let us know so we can, you know, help to see if DVC is going to be right for you, whether you're buying, selling, renting or lending. Look at that. I made like a whole jingle right there. We had a whole thing. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, we love you guys and we're so happy to have you back on again. And I, I know our list. I, and you, I, it's funny to me, you say, or how educated our listeners are. Cause I don't know where they get that from. Certainly not from us. Um, <laughs> half the time we tell that wrong information, but, uh, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, guys, please reach out to Derek and Marissa. I, I mean, they're, they're just the best and, and we can't, say enough how much we appreciate you guys coming on and trevor i don't know if you're going to say something i'm sorry but no i just uh, same thing you know just so glad to talk to you guys again and uh yeah you know look forward to the next time we can have you guys on the podcast yes and we will all do a meetup at uh the pig park have a pig theme park (laughs) Um, here we go i think i'm sick that day but uh i'll be in uh I'll be in uh, Florida in November, so you know. I was we just going to say you're Disney. you're out of the country that day. You're out of the country. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm out of the country. Sorry, <laughs> out of the country. Yeah. All right, we love it, guys. Thank you guys so so much. You guys are the absolute best. So we love it. Thanks, guys. All right, thanks. All right, so I mean, Derek and Marissa are so great and so much fun and. So nice yeah. to have them on again. It's been so long. They just like get us. Like, you know, it's not everybody kind of gets like our vibe here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Derek yeah, and Marissa just fit in so well, you know? Yeah. I, and, and I think the thing is, you know, you know, like Derek said it himself is, you know, you know, we, you know, given the opportunity, we would all just go and hang out and, yeah. and have drinks at a resort. Right. Like I, I, I love that about them. They're, they're both so much fun. <laughs> they really are. And like, yeah. it's, we, we've talked about this before, you know, like we, just even when we've had listeners on or just sometimes, you know, random guests or whatever, like not everybody can like kind of fit into this and just like jump in and like have fun with what we're talking about, you know? Yeah. So like, but they can always do it. And that's why I appreciate them. So yeah, I I think maybe, you know, to get a little bit meta for a moment is, uh, (laughs) yeah, you know, you know, we, we very much run this, like, um, I I always visualize it like, you know, us sitting at a restaurant, having a, a conversation, like it's, it's almost like overhearing, you know, people just talking about day-to-day stuff. And and I think a lot of people think that because it's a podcast or it's like a radio show, they don't they don't know how to to draw that connection in their head. It, yeah. Like it's probably the best way to say it. like like they don't realize like hey, you know, you can just have a conversation here like you would with your friends. But yeah, I get we're also, you know, we're strangers, you know, people don't know us and and I get that. But yeah, it's uh it, it's nice that uh, you know, uh, and I, I think, you know, Derek and Marissa had the advantage of we've been doing this with them for so long that for years, uh, yeah, yeah, they're just comfortable time. with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have to, I have to like, I, I feel like I need to go back and like listen to the first episode that they were on. Like, it, and mm-hmm. it has to be like yeah, four I, years ago now. I mean, but it's, it was a long time ago, but yeah, I would love to hear if that chemistry was always there. I think it was, but yeah, I, I, I feel, I feel that, yeah, they were, because yeah, I, I I remember like at the we we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, like I forgot that we had Nick on first. Yep, and, and you know you know Nick was great, but I, I think we, I think Derek and Marissa was the first time that we you know we we had a dynamic where everyone was just you know I'm having thinking. a conversation. Yeah, yeah, having a conversation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know, and I mean, I we've heard we've seen a lot of listeners describe our show as like 
just kind of hanging out with some friends talking Disney. And that's what we try to project on the show. And that's, I, mm-hmm. I say try, but like, we don't really try. We just, this is, we're just, that's literally what it is. It's like yeah. the three of us were sitting around somewhere and talking about it and you happen to record it. That's the way we want to do the show. And that's always been the way that we want to do the show. And I, you know, and listen, there are different podcasts that do it differently. Right. And, and are a lot more manicured and careful than we are. We just, <laughs> we just don't want to do things that way. That's not how we roll. I mean, so I'm, I'm, I'm not like that in real life. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't project that on this podcast. Oh gosh, no. Like I can't, I would, it would be a lot, it's a lot harder, honestly, to do a like super professional overproduced podcast, right? Like that's, that's Mm -hmm. a really difficult thing to do. And it's not that I don't think that, I mean, we could do that. Like I tried to do that early on, right? And realized early on that that's just not the three of us. Like that's just not how we, we operate, but that's what you feel like you have to do when you do a podcast, you have to be like, perfect. There can't be any sounds in the background. There can't be any, you know, we can't say, um, and you know, which I know drives some people crazy and that's fine, but this is how we talk. Right. Still we, work we, on it. Yeah, we do. It's, we do try to yeah. be better about it. Yeah, but you know, sometimes you have to have fillers to because you're trying to think of something to say. Right. So <laughs> it's uh, anyway. We're we're gonna finish up uh, pretty quickly since we talked to Derek and Marissa for quite a long time. We just have a couple other topics we're gonna cover, and then we're gonna we're gonna wrap this thing up. All right. So um, first up here is the Epcot Enchanting Extra Extras Tours are returning in October. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what does this all entail? Because I, I didn't realize that, that there was a, a classification of extras tours at Epcot. Or maybe this is well, just a new way that they're branding this stuff. Yeah, I think it's just a, a different way that they're uh, uh, branding this stuff. Uh, but I, I think they're just calling it that, right? Like, because this is really behind the scenes tour. Uh, and then the, which I've done before, actually. And it's one of the cheapest tours you can do at Disney. And if you like living with the land, great tour. Mm-hmm. Really great tour. Check that one out. I really like that one. And by the way, I kind of forgot that I'm going to be there during the 40th anniversary of Epcot. Like, I just didn't... I forgot that it starts October 1st. Like, that... I was not, you know, thinking about that. And sure enough, uh, that's when it is. So, hmm. kind of kind of random, right? Um, so, these are returning, actually, I think, the day that I'm at Epcot. The first day that I'm there. So, well, not that I'm going to do any, but... So, <laughs> I was going to say, so you'll, you'll never get in there because it'll be busy <laughs> probably booked up. Yeah, it'll probably be booked up yeah. but so behind the scenes is coming back and then you also have uh dive quest is coming back which you know if you're scuba certified is great for you uh i am not so i will not be doing this one <laughs> me neither yeah i yeah i i i actually have um i i don't know if it's a phobia or what but like deep water legitimately scares me Freaks like i yeah. like like i can get in a pool and and that's fine but like the the aquarium at Epcot, if if I was put in the water, I would panic. <laughs> I, you think so? Like I know I would. I I, I like I don't um I, I've been to the Pacific Ocean and um like I, I went um I'd go out to to trips to to the West Coast and I figured out on those trips, um like going out with my friends on boats and stuff like that, I do not like deep water <laughs> so that's understand like i get that because i yeah. i would not want to necessarily scuba dive like in the middle of the ocean like that would probably freak me out like the vastness mm-hmm. of it all but like i feel like in 
like Epcot is like a place that I could do it, right? Because it's like controlled, right? It's a huge aquarium, but I know that there's walls to this aquarium. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, yeah, you're right. It's a controlled I, I, environment, you know. Like that's that's the only thing for me. Like I said, it's for me, it's a very much an irrational thing, and it's like, oh, it's fair. like yeah. e- even even in like <laughs> even in the aquarium, I I would still have like a um like. I would still visualize like the the squid from forty or twenty thousand leagues under the sea attacking oh, yeah. or something <laughs> just, like. Yeah, you're just, just you're just floating along, just, just out of nowhere. Like, I, and yeah, I I don't know. It's uh, but the but memes yeah, like writing said, themselves this week. The memes. I know. I just- <laughs> it, but 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 this is the thing is like you said, you know, it's it's great for people that want to do that kind of stuff, and I'm glad uh, that they're bringing it back. It's just yeah. you, you know. You'll never catch me in there, so <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> well, you know, and then also, if you're not scuba certified, the mm-hmm. uh, Dolphins in Depth is coming back to the seas at Epcot. Um, and so this is like a two-hour dolphin encounter that you can do. Uh, you don't need to be scuba certified for that one. So would you do that one or no? That one's out too. Like, cause you're not- I, again, again, you would have to get in the tank. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, like I said, I, I don't. I don't think I would be okay with that. Yeah, that's like, like I just I, I can't explain it. It's it's like I said. I and I know, like you said, you know, it's you know, it's a, an enclosed space or whatever. But yeah. it, it just triggers something in the back of my head that is completely irrational. <laughs> I, I will say yeah. it's funny because I, I you know I just pop pop this up. I was like, oh man, this would be something cool to do with my daughter. But I, I figured I probably couldn't do it with her now, right? Like she's probably not old enough to do it now, which is fine. Yeah. But yeah, I, I would future. think for something like that, you have to like have a minimum level of like swimming experience or be a certain age, right? Well, it's it says forty four inches tall, so there's there's oh, no I don't okay. see an I don't see an age restriction here. It looks like it's just a height restriction. So I mean, she's not forty four inches; she's yeah. forty inches, but so she's not far off. I mean, she can do it in the next couple of years. Um. So, but I mean, and then I looked at the price, and I was like, whoo. That that one, that one hurts. Two hundred dollars a person is is a lot. Um, so we might have to treat ourselves one year and do that. But if that's you, that's a pricey one. That's a pricey. If one. you really like dolphins, yeah. I mean, well, it's only it's a two hour thing, right? So you're talking you're paying a hundred dollars per hour per person for this tour. That's mm-hmm. that's steep, man. That's that's a steep one. It is, yeah. But I mean, it's a special experience. So like, I I think we'd maybe do it one time if my daughter really wanted to do it. Um, you know, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad these again. These are more things that are coming back again, right? And and, and they were talking, you know, Derek and Marissa were kind of talking about this too. It's like some of these things that were not necessarily huge revenue generators. They're like the last things to come back, or the things that are you know people intensive or require you to be in uh, close quarters with people. And I think those these things probably fall more into that, right? Of the the close quarters piece or the um, you know require require the tour guides and all that stuff. And so now that Disney's finally getting back to being fully staffed more of this stuff is not they're not fully staffed yet but they're getting better right so as they get closer to that and by the way when i did behind the seeds uh my tour guide was one of the college uh interns right so it was one of the college cast members so so that also might have something to do with it too because now that they're having the uh uh the college people and the exchange you know the international cast members uh coming back to epcot i'm sure that frees up some of their other cast members to do other things if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It, it's because, yeah, I think right now a lot of those people that would have been doing these kinds of tours, you're right. They're, they're the people manning the uh, the different pavilions in Epcot, yeah. really. 
Eh. Yeah, I mean, they were just yeah. re- regular cast members manning the pavilions, and now with the international folks coming back, you know, now they're they, those cast members can work Reason elsewhere. Time. Yeah, yeah. So, so I did actually. I, I'm reading through the the dolphin um, tour. Are you through the dolphin one? Yeah, yeah. And it, it does say, please note, uh, this is a wading encounter where the dolphins are brought to you in waist deep water. You will not actually be swimming with the dolphins at any time. So, uh, yeah, okay, that's yeah. so, so. All right, that makes a little bit more sense because the you know that would be the height requirement. And yeah, yeah. You know, okay, if 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 you're just getting into a section that's you know waist deep. Um, I, I might consider that again, not for the price, but, uh, yeah, if you, if you told me that I was just going to be out in like open water, uh, yeah, no, (laughs) that's a little different. I, I actually did, um, I did a dolphin encounter in the Dominican Republic and it was decidedly less nice than this. Um, (laughs) it was was actually kind of depressing. Uh, and I feel bad that I paid for it and, uh, contributed to the, the place because it was not a nice place and it felt right. Like the dolphins were not as well taken care of as they probably are at Disney. But uh, I would love to do something like that again. It was a lot of fun when we did it. And um, I think it was a very cool, uh, you know, thing to kind of interact with those dolphins. They did have the opportunity there to like, you know, to for to have the dolphin like pull you along, you know, like hold onto its fin and it pulls you along. But that's not something you're doing here at the at the Epcot one. This is more of like learning about the dolphin dolphins and, you know, interacting with them and that kind of stuff. Like, you know, there was no learning at this other one. It was very much like a tour strap. So (laughs) not that this isn't a tour strap, but it's, you know, better than that. Yeah. Disney at least tries to be educational and, you know, not just, yeah, you know, you know, they're, they're taking your money, but yeah, at least, at least the animals are not treated horribly. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one thing you know is that Disney gives the animals world class treatment. So, and yeah. and you know, for me, I yeah, I, I would check this out. Maybe it just it's a lot of money, but I mean, and all the animal tours we've done in the past, mostly at Animal Kingdom, a big part of the tour that they give you is the educational piece, right? So, like, it's mm-hmm. it's not um, the tours are not always you know, hey, here's an elephant like you know ten feet from you. It's like, hey, here's you know, here's the kitchen where we come up with the meals, and here's how we come up with the meals, and you know, here's the conservation efforts that we're doing. You know, like it's they they really want to talk about that stuff, which is not bad. I find it interesting, you know. Yeah, totally. Uh, that, that's the- actually why I go for a lot of these things is you know not j- like you know you you can go and you know, see animals at any zoo, but, you know, you know, having, and, and you know, zoos do a good job of this too, you, you know, communicating about, you know, you know, what, what an animal needs and all that kind of stuff. It's yeah. You know, I, I do like that Disney, you know, they could choose not to put the effort into that. Right. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. Like I'm, I very much like the fact that they do. <laughs> yeah, no, me too. Me too. I agree. So I, uh, yeah, so this is cool. I'm glad this is coming back and uh, you know, the, I, Although I still think the the best tour I've ever done was Keys to the Kingdom, which I will recommend to anybody. Um, Keys to the Kingdom, man, you got to do it one time when you're down there. So good. <laughs> yeah, when, once we get over, you know, the initial shock, uh, because again, like me going back this next time is just our first trip back as a family. So, In a while, yeah, yeah. So, so once I get over that, like we we have been talking about doing these tours, and my wife and I agreed when when our son was younger, we we decided against it because we were like, you know, he's. He's still very much in that, you know, just he wants to do rides and, and all that kind of stuff. But as he's getting older here, um, I'm sure we're going to start lining up some of those things because I know he'll enjoy it. I know he he's he's starting to hit that age where it's not just about the next ride or whatever. Like he's yeah. 
he's paying attention to what's going on around it. And, you know, he would actually listen to, to something like a, like a tour. Yeah. And I mean, as long as you're not if, like Teeth of the kingdom is great. As long as you don't care about like quote, ruining the magic, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, cause you do definitely ruin the magic on that one. You go backstage, you see all of just like the, the infrastructure and you get to go to the utilidors underneath, um, you know, magic kingdom, which is, is cool, but you don't really get to go anywhere when you're down there. You just kind of like, stand there while the world moves around you. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I mean, I can't imagine like, yeah, running a tour group through there. I I can't imagine something that they would want to do because there's people working down there. Right. Yeah. 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 It's, I I mean, you get to look down the giant hallway that runs, you know, like, you know, right below main street, but you don't get to walk down that you don't get to walk through there. You just kind of get to look at it, which is fine. Right. It's still cool nonetheless, but also, you know, like you go behind splash mountain and, you know, you see like that the mountain's not real and all that, like all that stuff. So now, now I got to ask you, you, or you haven't watched stranger things. Have you? Of course I have. Yeah. Okay. So, so season three, when they were in the, the underground facility, in the long hallway was okay. the were the utilidors like that <laughs> yeah same thing exactly the okay. same thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, look, they look just like that um yeah. got it okay yeah. <laughs> got it yeah that's why you want to check them out they, they look right. just like that um no but it is it is cool it is a it is an interesting thing to do and um you know we also got to see like you also get to see like the uh the staging area for the the parades and that kind of stuff um you get to see behind uh, pirates and Splash Mountain, all that, and it's, so there's some there's some really cool stuff there. Um, it's I, and I think I told you guys I, when we did the tour, we actually were uh, on the tour with an Imagineer, a former Imagineer, um, mm-hmm. was on our tour with us, and we ended up having lunch with him, and uh, he had uh, he had uh, designed one of I think it was Disneyland Paris he had worked on, you know, which at the time was you know not Disneyland Paris, but um, yeah. So anyway, uh, that's a good tour too, but. I wanted to put on here, and it's too bad Damon's not here for this because he's so psyched about this uh, Moana project. I am too, though. So I think we all are. Uh, yeah. I'm, yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the you're talking about the uh, Zach Ridley um, Instagram pictures for yes. the, the rock work that they're doing. The behind the scenes on the rock work. Yeah. Which I am always fascinated how Disney is able to make fake rocks look real. <laughs> like <laughs> how they're able to make concrete look like it's like a real rock, you know? Yeah. That's that that's a lot of um that's a lot of engineering experience oh, going yeah. on there. Yeah. Well, yeah, and they do this cool thing where they like 3D print these uh like that mesh wire that's over top of it and then yeah. they then they cover that with the concrete and they they sculpt it and everything and it's just the process behind it like if you haven't watched um Imagineering story, you can get a really good view into uh into what how they do the rock work and everything, but and I mean like, you know, I have not seen Cars Land in person, but I've heard that the rock work, you know, for the that whole area is incredible. I mean, they carve yep. like nuts, you know, spent a ton of time on carving the rocks there the 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 best way to describe cars land is you like it doesn't feel like a part of california adventure it doesn't feel like yeah it feels like you're in a totally different place like, yeah like it's yeah it's it's very it, you're right it like um again i've, I've seen it up front uh, up close at, and like the the um the queue area for radiator springs racers is um, yeah, it's nuts. Like, like the amount of detail, like you said, you know, you know, they, they put all kinds of little bits and pieces into it that 
you know, a lot of it may, you know, most people wouldn't even acknowledge or, or notice. And yeah, they, th- the fact that they do all that with, like you said, with concrete is pretty crazy. So yeah, it is, it is. And if you, if you haven't watched Imagineering Story, I highly recommend it. I've talked about it a bunch of times in this podcast, but I mean, the, Disney basically invented this, this discipline, this construction discipline of like fake rock building. Like, like there's like only a couple people in the world that really do this and know how to do it well. And it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of an amazing thing, but, but, uh, yeah, so Zach really put out these pictures, just kind of a behind the scenes of, uh, Journey of Water, which actually, you know, looking at these pictures, you know, we saw the construction, you and I, when we were there, uh, for the meetup back in May, but I mean, they mm-hmm. seem like they're moving pretty quickly on this. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, I mean, the, the biggest thing I notice is that when we were there, it was just the wire, um, yeah. the, the wire structures, yeah, structure. Like, like there's, there is a lot more or it's, it's looking more solid now, right? It is. Yeah. And yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, the, I guess the funny thing is, is, you know, with, without context, some of these pictures, it's like, you, this is just a rock. Like I, I <laughs> yeah, it's just a rock. Yeah. yeah. I, I could, I, I could, you know, I, some of these, I feel like I could go, um, you know, I could drive 10 minutes outside of the city I live in and find the same thing, which yeah. th- that says a lot to, you know, um, pe- people forget this stuff. They, they, they it come is. through, you, you know, when you're going to come through this area, when it's done, you know, everyone's going, you know, Oh, wow. You know, it looks so amazing. You know, you know, it's, it, it'll look like, uh, you know, you know, the waterfalls and it looks so natural and everything, but yeah, like it's, you forget that this is all engineered and structured and everything, which is, yeah, is very, very, uh, startling. Actually, it's, it's really like I, I it's really like the Disney difference and stuff, right? Like this is why they are what they are, right? Like because yeah. of the details like this. So I I also, though, go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I, w- I was just actually going to ask if we wanted to um, talk about not so scary Halloween party. But do you or is there anything else? No, I was, was going to move on to that as well. Because okay. and I put, <laughs> I put this on here just because some of these photo ops that I have going on make me want to go to the party just for the photo op. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? They yeah. Some cool photo ops, man. <laughs> the, uh, the dancing skeletons on main That's street. That's the one. That's that the one is. I yeah. I, I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah. And, if you've ever seen the Disney short from like 19, like, I think it's like 1929 of the dancing skeletons. They're doing yeah. a photo thing where it looks like you're standing next to the dancing skeletons, which is very cool. Right. But e- even more to that though, is that this, like the way that they did the filter on this. Oh yeah. Um, deliberately looks like that 1930s, like grainy black and white, which, yeah. Um, again, is it, I, I like the fact that they're, uh, you know, they're not just doing like, you know, here's something in the picture, but it's, you know, it's, it's well structured and it fits, you know, what, what they're, what they're doing with it. Yep. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, I also, by the way, I just saw recently and I didn't know this, that they were lighting, uh, the haunted mansion in different colors, uh, like on the outside during the parties. I, I didn't realize that they were doing that. Cause you know, typically the haunted mansion is just pretty much you know lights on it like you know mm-hmm. <laughs> um they're also doing uh hitchhiking hitchhiking ghosts which is always a classic right so yeah um, and oh there was um the, yeah the other one too that i i kind of liked was um uh it's again it's just on main street but it has the moon it, not not the oh, one with cool. the yeah. boogie boogie but just with the moon in the background because the funny thing is is that um <laughs> I, I don't think the moon ever 
lands in that position, <laughs> like, yeah, like you true. would never actually get that shot. But again, they, they integrated so well into the uh, into the shot that you almost wouldn't question it if it wasn't for the uh, you know the bats flying in front of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the obviously fake bats that are in front of yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I like the yeah. two, the ones with like the little spirits, uh, the one by the castle walls uh, near Pinocchio. Yeah. With like that one's pretty cool too. Now, are those? I feel like that's from. Uh, Oh, I'm going to totally butcher the name of this from Fantasia. Night, oh. Is it Night on Bald Mountain? Could be. The, 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 um, it's the, the Chernabog. Yeah, I think um, you're right. Sequence. I think it's called Night on Bald Mountain. And I, like, I've got to look this up now. This is bugging me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Headless Horseman is always a classic, though, too. That's a good one, too. I yes, it, it, okay, it is Night on Bald Mountain. Okay, is, cool. That that's the name of the the piece, and uh, of course the the whole uh, the whole uh, section in Fantasia. But yeah, it, it yeah, it very much looks like they they pulled something out of that with the the spirits rising up. Yeah, these are some very yeah. cool photo ops. I, I know they've done this kind of stuff in the past, but I I, I they I feel like they haven't caught my attention before. Like like this, mm-hmm. like I think these are very cool. I, I really I, this makes me want to go to the Halloween party, even though we weren't planning on it. So, yeah. <laughs> I know oh is that okay? That um, I was gonna actually I was confused for a second. That the one picture um, they have the one where you're holding the uh, the grave diggers lantern. Yeah, yeah. I, I was wondering about that too. Yeah, I, I'm thinking that's going to be a very busy uh photo shoot <laughs> probably yeah because, well that's got the colors of the of the haunted mansion that's yeah. why i brought up the haunted mansion being like purple yeah right yeah but but i and that's actually what threw me on it was that i was looking at the the surrounding of it and i thought that the uh there's that structure off to the left in the, in the photo which yeah. i thought was um over um by sleepy hollow like looking towards the castle because oh. it's the same kind of design but that's actually the uh the cue for um the liberty bell yeah, in front of the haunted mansion. So, and then behind yeah. them is the is the is the haunted mansion. Yeah. So, yeah, although although it's not the the only thing about that one is it, yeah it's it's not framed for, like you know it's it's obviously framed on the people, but you can't really tell that the haunted mansion is in the background. That's true. I would I would agree with yeah. that. Yeah, that one's not even really like a magic shot. Really, like yeah. the the rest of these are the the magic shots. It's, it's not really a magic mm-hmm. shot. So yeah, but I, I I can see this one being very popular because of the fact that it's you know the same as the holding the uh the holding the toy, um, uh, the the lantern yeah yeah the lantern from uh, tangled um oh yeah yeah people people are going to want to do this one i think i agree yeah i agree i yeah. agree all right so the only other thing we had for today was about a uh, magic key opening for renewals over at disneyland this is our disneyland segment for the week um mm-hmm. so there was a lot of question for a while about what was going on because they had not, a lot of people were coming up on their expiration of their passes and they had not said anything about renewals and magic keys kind of been fraught with, uh, I, I don't want to say fraught with controversy, but it kind of has been. <laughs> yeah, it has. Yeah. It's yeah. It, it, the, the problem is, is, you know, the, the magic key is not, um, it, it, it's taken away a lot of stuff that they used to offer with the, uh, the annual passes for, for, um, for locals and whatnot. So, um, yeah, I think a, a lot of people were wondering if, if Disney was going to drop magic key altogether because they, they weren't, uh, they, they were kind of dragging their feet on the renewals and yeah, yeah. but now that now it's open, so you can renew your, your magic key if you have one. Um, 
and but, they are bringing back some new benefits some benefits though too trevor like so the, the unlimited yeah. photo pass is coming back for some uh they're they're adding they're adding some benefits for sure yeah they they are and and, and that, that was actually part of why it was getting dragged out a little bit is that i part think it, yeah. uh i i think that this is this is going to be a thing for a little while you know kind of like um uh, the same problem as uh, Moonlight Magic, right? Where we, ha- you know, we we talked about how um, there was that one, or you know, they they like last minute announced Moonlight Magic for um, Typhoon Lagoon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is this is feeling the same way as it. I feel like there's a lot of things in Disney where it's like they're trying to hammer out details, or they're they're trying to figure out like you know, does this make sense? But they don't know until they get so far into the year. And actually this goes back to, I, I think um, I didn't think about this until Marissa pointed it out earlier that, you know, you know, Disney's fiscal year um, starts in October. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think a lot of these things, it's like, we, you know, we sit here and go, well, why are they taking so long to decide on this? And I think it's, you know, they're kind of trying to figure out end of year stuff and then, you know, whether or not they can offer whatever this thing is going into the next year. So no, it, it, it's totally it makes sense. It's, it, it's totally a business thing. And it totally, you know, it, you know, the, this is the, you know, pulling back the curtain and seeing that, you know, Disney is a business, yeah. but uh, you know, I, I get it. But um, to your point, this is uh, you know, the fact that they're trying to offer more says, you know, Disney, Disney's not trying to claw back absolutely everything, but not everything's going to come back because we want it right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, part of the controversy too with Magic Key has been around how, you know, there's you have to pre-reserve, you know, your dates, right? Like so you have yeah. to pre-reserve your dates and and that's been an issue for some people and of course, you know, with blackout dates as well. Um and, and it's worth noting too, they're not selling any new Magic Keys. This is only for renewals, right? Yeah. So and and because they I mean, part of the problem is is that they already have I mean, they they sold out a Magic Key basically. Like and from everything I've you know heard seen from people posting things, I mean the parks have been extraordinarily busy, and and this is the same reason why they haven't started reselling uh, annual passes at Disney World, right? Like the parks have been busy, like you know, I, I, annual pass holders just kind of make the parks even busier, right? And so I, I get why they would want to restrict it, but it's it's also stinks for the you know those that go often that that want the ability to have those passes. Um, I do also note in here that they're doing 20% off uh, Disney Genie Plus uh, service, which I feel like should be a benefit of the the annual passes in Florida as well. But, you know. Yeah, I would even like it if they would extend that to DVC as well. Kind of like. That would be nice. Because you know, yeah. you know, uh, they used to do the same thing with like photo pass and stuff as well, right? Where like you, yeah. you know, you could get certain discounts. And again, it wasn't all the time. And, you know, I'm not saying like. This is a uh, you know this is well, photo pass a, was free before with uh, annual passes. I mean it was, it was excluded, yeah, yeah but yeah. but there was also yeah. I mean they, they've had all kinds of promos and stuff for this. Like I, I guess what I noticed like years ago was that you know a lot of the like you know twenty percent discounts on merch and stuff like that. Um, DVC managed to get a lot of the similar things that you would get with an annual pass. So yeah, yeah. Again, not not saying that you know we should get everything that an annual pass holder gets, but you know it was kind of nice, you know, you know having 
you know, a direct DVC contract meant you, you kind of got access to some of those things. Right. Yeah. So I will say, I think the most interesting thing about this, these, because they did tweak things a little bit, right? So these renewals Mm -hmm. are, are, it's not, you're just not renewing into the same thing. But one of the things I noticed that even with the most expensive magic key option, which by the way, is $1,600, um, there's still blackout dates. They still have blackout dates. So there's no pass anymore that has no blackout dates. Hmm. Which is, I mean, if I were paying sixteen hundred bucks, I'd probably want to be able to go during Christmas. Just gonna say that. <laughs> but, yeah, you know. Yeah, I. Yeah, but but again, you know why? Like D- Disney knows full well that they don't they don't want any old pass holders in the park on Christmas Day. They they don't. No, they really right? don't. No, they <laughs> they just don't. No. Yeah. <laughs> they, like I I get it. Like I get why they do it. I, it's just like. I mean, even with the the most expensive key that you're just you're you're uh you know you can you can go all the way until the twentieth, and that's it. Like that's and that and then you're done until uh, until the second. So, but, but again, this is when the parks are the busiest, and you know, listen, Disney makes more money off of people that aren't magic. I mean, a, a magic key or annual pass holders. Like that's a fact, right? Like, and when they already have too much demand for the parks, you know, we talked about their earnings call the uh, a week or two ago. They're already seeing too much d- demand for the parks, right? Like they have 90% over 90% hotel occupancy. I mean, it's, they're too busy. I, and so, and, and a lot of people are traveling cause they have this pent up demand and, you know, they were stuck inside for two years, but you know, for those of us that go every year, it's, it's kind of a, a different thing for us. Right. So a lot of people are taking those once in a lifetime trips or, you know, once in an every five year kind of trips, they've been taking them over the past year, over this year, basically, or next year. So, you know, that's that's definitely clogging up the parks a lot more and, and making it harder for them to offer annual passes. I mean, but it's again, it is frustrating because I know, you know, and, and this is the equation for me, too. Like, I don't know what we're doing next year, but we're probably going to renew our annual passes because otherwise we're not going to be able to buy them, you know? Yeah. It, yeah. And that they're kind of putting you in a in a bad position that for way. Sure. Right. Where, it, yeah. you know, it makes you. um it goes back to the, you know, you know, Disney does want to create a fear of missing out and it does keep people, you know, sometimes paying for stuff that they wouldn't pay for otherwise. Yeah. Like, Which, listen, we, yeah. we got, we got huge value out of our annual passes this year, right? Like, and we're going to get even more when we go, you know, in October. Like, I think based on the trips we already took with the annual passes, we basically already paid for it. But now we're going to do, you know, 10 days in the parks, you know, that's going to even more make it worth it. Right. But it's, um, you know, it's it's just it, we don't know what we're doing next year, but we it would almost be stupid for us not to renew, not knowing whether they're going to have it or not. So, Wait. all right. So, sorry, I'm just okay. They don't offer the dream key. That's weird. They don't. Yeah, they don't. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. I was. Yeah. It's like, wait, they do have. Yeah, the the one that does offer no blackout dates is the dream key, but yeah, they're not even that one's not being offered. Yeah. (laughs) They're not even offering it. Yeah. So they're not going to be, yeah, there's, it's literally, it's not even available for renewal. Right. So Hmm. yeah. Wow. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I know they just basically got rid of the dream key. Yeah. Okay. Well, (laughs) (laughs) moving on. Uh, Yeah, for sure. So anyway, let's, let's go ahead and wrap up unless there's anything else you want to talk about. Um, You know, I, I think we, I think we had a great conversation today. So this is a fun, fun, fun episode, I think. So hopefully everybody enjoys it. So even if you're not like a DVC member and you're just like Disney, like I feel like Derek and Bursa are, we, we talk about enough random stuff that it's still, still fun to listen to. So yeah, totally. (laughs) 
All right. So um, as usual, if you guys want to reach out to us, um, make sure you fire, fire us an email at welcomehomepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we do love hearing from you guys. Uh, it's it's great uh, seeing trip reports. Um, you, know, you know, we've had lots of listeners ask us questions and stuff, and we just love uh, – we love talking to you guys, so um, keep it coming. And uh, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Facebook as Welcome Home Podcast. And you can check out the uh, Facebook group, Welcome Home Disney Waitlist, to join in with all of our other listeners and see the conversations and everything that go on in there. And you can also follow us on YouTube and Instagram. YouTube is Welcome Home Podcast and Instagram is Welcome Home Picks, which are um, great to to keep track of when we post stuff from the parks and do live shows and stuff like that. And if you want to help support the podcast, uh, go to store.welcomehomepodcast.com and check out some of our different uh, merchandise that we offer. Uh, there's uh, shirts and mugs and fanny packs and all kinds of different stuff. And... Um, if you're looking for um, something a little different, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash welcome home pod and check out the uh, the different uh, tiers of support we have there. That that actually comes with merchandise that is exclusive to um, Patreon, and that will also get you access to our Discord server, which is yet another way that we, uh, we like to talk with uh, some of our listeners. So, you know, hopefully... Um, you know, hopefully one of those things is interesting to you and, you know, you can, you can join in on, um, the conversation with the podcast and, and everything as usual. If you guys want to, um, help the podcast grow, another way is to, um, leave us a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify. Those reviews help us, uh, or they help more people find the podcast, but, uh, we also, you know, we, we enjoy the reviews on iTunes. Because, you know, people sometimes give interesting feedback. Um, I don't know, Tom, if there's any for this week that uh, or any new ones that you found this week. Uh, not this week, but I, I, I've decided I'm going to go back uh, uh, far uh, back into uh, to May of this past year and read one. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> because right. Damon's not here today. Um, so <laughs> this is from Colin Bunch of Zeros 8. Perfect amount of Damon. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love the show and I don't understand David's negativity is the per- I and don't understand David's negativity is the perfect balance against the unbridled optimism of Tom and Trevor. I don't think we're unbridled optimistic, but I mean I get mm-hmm. yeah and he plays I, the I, role I, of yeah go ahead yeah. sorry I'm I, I'm I'm definitely I lean towards being positive I do too. whenever I can yeah yeah <laughs> he plays the role of Oscar from Sesame Street to Ernie and Big Bird now. I don't know which one of you is Ernie and which one is, you know, I mean, I think you're taller than me. So I feel like you have to be Big Bird uh, in this situation. But Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, I don't think I can handle Damon being present for the entirety of every episode. But I love his takes on things, even when they are ridiculous, such as being a self-professed foodie who hates most food. <laughs> I think we've read this one on the show before, but I just I, I just had to go back to it because it makes me laugh. Yeah. So so please uh, give us reviews, guys. We really appreciate the reviews. Um, and they make us laugh, too. If you're funny, then, you know, it's it's even better. So. All right. So and then also don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast. So you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. You can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, just about any podcast app that's out there. By the way, if you do listen to us on Spotify, give us a star rating. You can uh, give us one to five. So give us a give us a five star on Spotify, too. We appreciate that. 
Uh, just a reminder to our listeners, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company, and as such, all opinions we express on the show are our own. So please consult a DVC representative or a Disney cast member for, for more information about anything we talked about today. Of course, also reach out to Derek and Marissa for more information about DVC Resale. Uh, you know, they're a great resource. They're always willing to help. Uh, I think you guys can tell that they're uh, fun to talk to. So. Um, so huge thank you to Derek and Marissa from uh, DVC Resale Market and, and World of DVC for joining the episode today. They were great. Um, you know, you can find them. They're easy to find. You know, go to DVC Resale Market uh, on their website or call in and ask for them and you'll, you'll find them. Uh, but also a thank you to Monero for sponsoring this episode as well. Uh, so join us next time for more Disney Parks discussion. Of course, more DVC talk. We hope to see you all real soon. This is Skipper Albert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. When we hit a chair, how she can cuddle is no man's affair. I looked around from pole to pole, found her in a sugar bowl.